0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel mcdonald That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good, sir?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Joel. I'm doing pretty good. Good. We're good out of here. summer. It's no longer a nightmare to enjoy playing video games.
0: You say that, but tomorrow's supposed to be 30 degrees again, so...
1: Well, I mean, I'll be at work tomorrow, so that doesn't count for me doesn't okay, count. Enough, yeah. Struck from a record.
0: I have a day off tomorrow, so it's, it's going to affect me. I'm going to be editing this. So but, Joel,
1: <laughs> it's not going to be 40. It's not going to be disgusting. That's true. You can enjoy video games in a more leisurely manner.
0: It'll be it'll be mildly inconvenient rather than just god-awful. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, excellent. All right. Well, we've got a few things to uh, kick on this week and uh, to, to get through this week. So I think we should jump right into it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in first because um, stuff I've been playing like it's not, like not to discredit or anything, but it's they're much smaller scale things, uh, and I'm looking at what you've played, and it's a pretty pretty decent lineup of stuff. So, um, we played different stuff this week, though. We have new games. We do. We have new games that we, like, and the games that like only one of us has played. So it's going to be interesting to hear different yeah. takes on uh, each other's stuff. But although I to Phil and
1: yeah, I was going to say to Phil and I have been playing Monster Hunter still. I, I was about to it, say yeah, and it's great. We played
0: some. We played some Monster Hunter. We, uh, I play a little bit of Monster Hunter. Um, I did some of the Aloy quest, the um, the proving quest last night. I did it once. i was going to go and get some more Anjanath fangs to to craft some shit. I'm like,
1: yep, I've got uh, it now and I played a bit more Celeste, but it was stress a stressful couple of weeks, so that wasn't a game I wanted to play because that good game cool. is not a relaxing game to play. Nope. nope. So I've, I've taken not. a hiatus from it.
0: Yeah, no, good call. Um, and you don't want ru- to rush yourself through it and ruin the experience because it is really, really great, and it is yes. rewarding at the end as well. Like, it's... Well, the, the game itself is rewarding. So, yeah, definitely take your time with it. And, I mean, that's the whole point of the game. It's like, you know you can do it just take your time take your time and, and i like, got you know, it. like to. the Phantom Thieves not Defend the Phantom Thieves
1: Joel, we, um, I miss Persona 5 Joel I miss, I miss it so bad too. we're coming on like, the one year in April the one year anniversary
0: it's, it's yeah we can just, I miss it too
1: well, do you, but you know us turns one Joel
0: you know what else was this one
1: what? well when you, when you it'll be by the time this podcast is out but at the time of recording we are about 40 minutes or so off of the switch turning the big one
0: oh my god The switch Holy will be one shit. year old fuck man oh man that was such a good day
1: it, wasn't really, it was a, it was I, I but let's have a brief breakdown here for the switch because I, I was playing it to early save one of the games I'm going to talk about and I just still love it Joel I yes, have so many too. things on it that I, that I can play yep and I use it so much
0: yeah me too I, w- I was playing mine earlier today as well it's so, just great uh, because of one of the games that I was playing. Um, so, yeah. It's it's so good. It's just...
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Nintendo, my God. Nintendo, they did good. They put out a system that people wanted. And yep. they are enjoying the rewards. And good and they, on them. They
0: backed it up with games as well. Thing oh, too. yeah. Some would say too many games.
1: But, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Almost happy when they... Nintendo
1: Switch. N- not all their fault. There's just so many indies that I can't get to because I just. Oh my god. I'm one person, Joel.
0: <laughs> Kyron, I so want to. There's so many I want to get to. So oh many. boy. Um. Well, actually, you know what? Speaking of Nintendo indies, uh, I'll, I'll start with that one. Um. Uh, so I was looking around on the eShop, looking at stuff to buy. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get something for the for the Switch. Um. And have a look at it and, uh, I was looking around, I was looking in the current office section, see what was, uh, uh, on sale and whatnot, uh, and there was a game that I sort of had been looking at for a little while, um, called Never Stop Sneakin', uh, and it is sneakin', as in S-N-E-A-K-I-N, like, apostrophe. So, um, it's, basically, the reason why I decided to pick it up in the end, like, the, the thing that pushed me over the edge, was it was on sale, and also, uh, I found out that, uh, Aaron Hansen from the Game Grumps does a voice in it. Um, he's one of the main characters.
1: Yeah, so I remember seeing this in the lead up to its announcement because I actually like back when it was a plus game, I played a little bit of the developer's first game, which was Dust and Elysian Time. Oh uh, I guess yep. Yep. Yeah, and this game it looked really cool. I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet, so I'm very curious to see what you think of it so far.
0: Um, look, it's interesting. So Never Stop Sneaking is um it's basically a parody homage to uh metal gear solid but most importantly like uh like ps1 metal gear solid right down to the the animation and the art style is it looks like a, a ps1 game like it's a slightly stylized version of it but yeah it looks like a ps1 game um and it starts with like a ridiculous opening scene with um aaron's character who's um uh I can't remember his name. major something. it was like, I can't remember his name. It's, it, it's a, it's a pun name anyway. Um, I'm not it's like surprised. him, it, it's him doing like the, uh, the halo jump basically out of a, out of a, uh, a moving plane and like beating a coffee cup to the ground and doing like the superhero landing. And it's very funny. Um, and then when like you get introduced to like the, the character, the main characters that talk, it does like the metal gear solid thing where it pops up with their character name and then who voices them underneath in like the same font.
1: I love um, that.
0: Yeah. I was like, Oh, I mean, this is great. Um, I it's, remember it's even got- I used
1: to get so excited in metal gear when I met a new character. Cause because of that yep. moment.
0: Yeah. Cause you get like the credit for it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's all, um, I love it. So yeah, there's that. And also too, them, um, it has its own like, uh, snake eater esque theme song as well. Um, I have, so like, I have heard the theme yeah. song.
1: I think it plays in the trailer maybe. In the yeah.
0: E-shop. It's Yeah. Good. I think it's it funny. does. It's, it's, it's really good. Um, so, the game itself is basically like... It's a stealth game. Um, but it's a it's a super, super accessible and streamlined stealth game. Um, that was awful for me to say because I have a slight lisp. So, I don't know why I chose all those S words to say then. Um, that was not oh, fun. A rookie mistake, Joel. Come on. <laughs> rookie mistake. I, I got halfway through it and I went, Oh, I have messed this up. Um, yeah, so it's, it's basically... You... Don't have to fire a gun. You don't have to attack, like, you press a button to attack enemies. It's all automatic. It's basically about, like, getting from point A to point B as efficiently as possible. Um, so, basically, when you move to an enemy that's... Because they've all got, like, the vision cone thing. So, like, if you say... If you move behind an enemy um, within distance, you'll auto melee attack them and kill them. Um, kill them? Well... Well, you use a sword, so I'm assuming they're dead, and then they they like they shimmer and disappear. Um, it's all top not down. My, not my Metal Gear. Yeah, I know, no, right? It's like it's, it's a it, no no kill runs here. Um, Where's my Trank gun? Yeah, well, no, there's definitely no Trank guns in this. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, maybe the gun, maybe the gun's not like no, 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 not because that. um the the way the gun works is that if you get spotted, it auto fires if you've got bullets. So oh, you, I think your gun okay. only has like three bullets so you've basically got like three chances to get seen and get away from it um then you've okay. also got other uh, other items like uh smoke bombs so if you run out of bullets and enemies see you you can drop a smoke bomb which will confuse them which means you can run up to them and attack them um you've also got uh emp grenades for things like cameras and gun turrets um which work the same way they've just got, just got different vision cones uh, so yeah and then you go around collecting um esp which is um espionage points uh and Excellent. you basically get, yeah it's great and you've got to like try and um build up your base basically um so you go through levels and you just you know there's a boss fight after every every two stage or every third stage there's a boss fight essentially at the end of it um and yeah it's just sort of like going through, doing as quickly as you can, trying to find collectibles and, and do all that kind of business as well. Um, and yeah, so you once you get out of the mission, you can upgrade your base and unlock new buildings, essentially, which can give you different perks that will unlock in the game. It's got a bit of a roguelike element to it as well. So, like, you, not in a bad way. Okay, Ryan, I, don't think, right. I don't think it'll be a deal-breaker for you that it's... In terms of, like, when you start, you don't have... Like all the abilities that you've been collecting, you've that they're they're got a chance to show up in the like in, in in that map basically, and they they come from like killing enemies and and drops from that, and then opening chests. From what I've found, there's not a whole lot of them. There's not like too many of them, and you do get them pretty frequently. So it's not like you start and you build your skills up for for like a run basically, um, and it's not overly difficult. Like I said, it's really accessible. Um, it is a lot of fun. I've read some people say, like in reviews and stuff, they they found it pretty grindy and pretty like repetitive, which it is. But like, it's kind of fun and it's kind of like a good game just to sort of chill out on the couch and just do a few runs and like while I'm watching something or whatever. And uh, if I haven't got if I've got like you know an hour to kill or something, I can just sit down and play a couple of runs and just try and get some more ESP to um to build up my base. Um, but there is a storyline going through it as well, so the Major has uh, got you to try and um, build up this base so we can take down, I can't remember his name either, someone, Armitage, I think. Um, And basically he's the the bad guy and he wants to, uh, he's built a time machine, he's going to go back in time and basically capture all the presidents that ever were, that ever existed and all the presidents that ever will exist so that he can become the only president.
1: Classic Metal Gear storyline. Exactly.
0: So, like, it's it's super, like, and it it's so tongue-in-cheek, like, everything about it. It's so over-the-top, um, and it knows exactly what its source material it's trying to parody. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've had a good time with it. Um, I only started playing it, I think, yesterday or the day before. So I'm sort of early-ish on in it. Um, I'm expecting it to be, like, maybe, like, five or six hours long. Um, there's a whole bunch of different, like, collectible characters you can unlock. They don't give you any different abilities or anything. They're just, like, skins and different weapon skins. But some of them are pretty funny. Um, and then the boss fights as well are pretty interesting. Uh, so obviously because you don't have a weapon to fight back, I was like, how are the boss fights going to work? So, um, basically it, it says in, in the tutorial, and it's like, pay attention to underneath the, um, the boss's health bar. It'll tell you what you need to do. To defeat that enemy. So some of them it's like... It was just say like defeat them with your blade. So you've just got to try and like flank them. And get behind them so like you can attack them before they fire on you. Um, there's another one that's like... Um, I think it's Vice President Helicopter I think it is. And it's just a helicopter um, that fires upon you. And you have to wait until it throws down a rocket launcher. And then to fire the rocket launcher you have to stand still... So it charges up, and then once the the charge bar fills up, you can it'll automatically fire and hit the um the
1: helicopter. The president, um, Joel.
0: Mm.
1: The president, not but just the helicopter. God. Yep, yeah, Sorry. The vice president. Sorry, sorry. sorry.
0: Vice president helicopter. I, I believe he's vice president. He's he's got a title as well. He's, it is a named helicopter that see, uh <laughs> that you're fighting. There's also um, Doctor Acula as well. I was going to so, say I saw
1: there's someone called Doctor Acula, and that makes me yep. so happy.
0: Yep, Doctor Acula is there. Um, and <laughs> it makes me laugh every time he pops up.
1: My I've God, only encountered
0: like three or four different types of bosses so far, and they sort of like um rotate through uh, at random. Um, but then yeah, there's also things you can hack in the in the environment as well, which will get you more ESP, uh, and also some of those um those perks that I said that you could unlock. Um, they'll They'll be hidden in those as well, and then sometimes you'll need to get a certain person, like it might be the the the, the comms officer or the the building support officer, who to help you build better buildings and stuff. Um, look, it's just a fun little game. I think it's like twelve dollars fifty at the moment. I think full price it's like nineteen bucks. Um, but yeah, the, the the I it tipped me over the edge because I was like, Ah, Aaron's in it. I was I've been watching a lot of game grumps this week, sort of catching up on some old stuff. Um. Like I went back and watched their Celeste run like videos. I watched um, their guts and glory because I love watching that game because it's so funny. Um, so I've been watching that kind of stuff and I'm like, cool. I might um, and I saw that he was in the game. I was like, ah, well, we'll give it a go. And I'm having fun with it. So yeah, never stop sneaking. Um, check it out on the Switch. Uh, So is it only only
1: on Switch so
0: far? I think it's only Switch, yeah. Okay, alright, cool. I think it's a Switch exclusive. As far as I know, maybe PC, but I'm fairly certain it's only Switch. I could be wrong on that, but...
1: I feel like I haven't seen it anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I'm fairly certain it's a Switch exclusive. Um, The other game I've been playing this week uh, is a mobile game, Uh, which don't check out just yet, Kyron, because you might still be very interested in this. (laughs) Um You don't you don't know that. Uh, look hey, well this is a oh. game by uh Hell Laboratories, so uh um, quick
1: update, Joel. Uh yep. Never Stop Sneaking is also on Steam.
0: Is on Steam? Okay, there yes. we go. It, it's Thank also on sale you. right now on Steam as well. Oh, must be a, just a, a platform wide sale. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um well fucking go check it out, it's good. It's really good. Uh, it, it's fun. Mindless fun. It'll kill some time. Um, but yeah, po- the game I've been playing on mobile is called Part-Time UFO, and as I said, it's by HAL Laboratories, uh, most noticeab- uh, not- notably for the Kirby franchise, I believe, originally. Yeah,
1: they worked on yeah. Kirby and the earlier Smash early games. Smash Brothers, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, this is their new game they've released on iOS. I saw it, it, it came out, I think, a couple of months ago in Japan, uh, and I saw it then, and I was like, oh, that actually sounds like a kind of, like a cool concept and a fun game. Um, I'll keep my eye out for it, and it launched this week. Um, it is a premium game, so it is like I think five bucks. Um, no in-app purchases. There is a store in it, but it's all in-game currency stuff, and it's for literally for hats, give you different abilities. Um, but basically, part-time UFO is you're a little UFO, you crash land on Earth, and you can, you get jobs. to make money so you can get more hats and be a successful little ufo uh and this little ufo has a little claw that comes at the bottom of him so all the the, the, uh, it's a series of like little challenges that you have so the first one is um i think you've got to pick up like a couple of boxes of oranges so you've got to go over pick it up and then try and get it back to the truck and drop it on the truck um but there are other ones as well, like uh, there's a circus one where which involves you like balancing circus animals on a platform that uh, that a an elephant is carrying, like while they're standing on like a big ball. So there's like a bit of um, momentum and movement there. So you've got to try and stack them and balance them like evenly each side so that they stay there and get as many as you can. Or well, I think you have to get like five on there to to pass it. Um, and yeah, that's basically the game. It's a whole bunch of different challenges. Um, some will have you like building statues some will have you having to try and recreate shapes like almost like a tetris grid where you've got to try and stack these tetris bricks into a certain shape to make a machine for a like a mad scientist um and yeah you're just this little robot that's trying to make a make a living a decent living on earth um and aren't we all john
1: cool.
0: i know right it's it's, it's just this fun nice little game that um that i really enjoy it i i find myself just like picking it up every now and then. And I'm like I don't go out of my way to play it, but I'll be sitting on the couch and I'll be like, I feel like playing something, but I don't feel like putting in too much effort as such. And I'll pick up that and play it for like an hour and be like, yeah, I'm done. Cool. I'll unlock a few chapters and, and I'll, I'll be done. Um, so it's it's almost like their little, um, I guess, kind of like little Mario Party mini games that are all centered around like being a UFO with a little crane claw. Um and that's pretty much it. The art style's adorable. The music's really, really, really sweet as well. Um, you can get unlocked different hats, uh, when you, which you buy with the money that you've earned. Um, you can get, like, different little hats and, and outfits for the UFO that some of them have different abilities, like um, one of the Classic ones I've got. Exactly, basically, yeah. So one of them, like, will stop you uh, when you pick up an item. It'll stop it from swaying so much, so it'll stop it having momentum while you're moving with it so it makes it a little bit easier to stack certain things which obviously will help in those ones where you're trying to balance stuff and be a little bit more precise um there's also i think one that makes you move faster there's a whole bunch of different stuff you can get a cute little toy doggo that sits on your head and it's fucking adorable and i love it and um yeah there's not really a lot of lot to say about it i just it's, it's a fun game if you're if you're someone who does enjoy playing like mobile games or having something to, on your phone that you know you can just sort of pick up tool around with and put it down um, without any real commitment um, and you don't mind spending a couple of dollars on it in fact if you prefer to spend a couple of dollars on it um, yeah definitely go check out part time UFO uh, I've had a lot of fun with it just th- just talking about it now is making me go huh I want to go play that again now i have to wait though
1: <laughs> maybe wait till to after to. the podcast I don't know May- maybe hey you'll never know no, you you, are, you, you really are. I assume you'll just you'll trail off and stop paying attention. what? Joel, hmm? Joel, put the phone down. Joel, sorry,
0: no, put it down. I, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even playing. Okay. All right.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I believe I'm you, you.
1: Sort of. I'm not even playing it. But
0: but yeah, definitely go check it out. Uh, I don't know if it's done out on Android as well. Um, I will find out. <laughs> aha There we go. Um, but yeah, I think I paid like five dollars for it on the on the app store. Um, it launched this week. It's really fun. Go and check it out. Uh, if you've got an iOS device of some description. We'll wait for the update on, on whether or not it's on, on Android as well. It is, by the looks of it. It is. Part on your phone by Hell
1: Laboratory for five ninety nine? Yep,
0: that's about yeah, yep. five, six bucks. Yeah, that's about how much yep. I
1: pay for it. So it is on Android.
0: It's uh, yeah. So there you go. It's on any mobile except for Windows Phone, I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry
1: to like the five people that have Windows phones.
0: Yeah. I, I actually know someone with a Windows phone and she's a very big defender of her Windows phone. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, well fair enough. That each to their own, I guess. Um but yeah, that's about it for me, Karen. That's all I've played this week, apart from like, you know, the obligatory Overwatch and Monster Hunter. That's pretty much it. I I played some more Sunset Overdrive as well. Um but yeah. What about you, Karen? What have you been playing?
1: Well, I've been playing a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, first one I've been playing is uh, a plus game this month, actually, which is uh-huh. Rhyme. Ah, uh, okay, cool. So Rhyme is a game, When I, I remember when it was coming out, it was pretty, it, it looked interesting. I liked the art style. Uh, it's a game by Tequila Works, and mm-hmm. it was sort of being compared by people who had like played early, early stuff from it. Was sort of like it felt like an indie Ico game and you know what team Ico uh all right in my books regardless of what you thought of Last Guardian uh so I, like I was definitely the losses, it's fine it's fine it's fine Joel it's fine <laughs> uh so but like for that reason alone it was it was sort of on my radar but when it came out the reviews were less than they weren't terrible reviews like it sort of it looks like the Metacritic average is about 80 percent which isn't bad it's not bad
0: That's- This is not too bad.
1: Yeah. But I've heard like varying things about it. So I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll hold off on it. And then I was, I remember I was going to get the Switch version, but then that had the Switch tax applied to it. And I know I heard it had like performance issues, which I think have been fixed now. But either way, I was just like, all right, you know what? I'll wait. I'm fine. And lo and behold, it became a plus game, which was perfect for me.
0: Yes, yeah. No, it was funny. I, I remember Ash saying to me, she's like, we were in JB, I think, looking at games and stuff and she picked up Rhyme, and she's like, oh, this looks interesting. And I'm like, hold off. In a week's time, we're getting it for free so don't worry about it.
1: It'll be a plus play game.
0: Yeah, yeah. we are get it then. So, I haven't downloaded it but I definitely want to check it out. So,
1: mm. Yeah, well, the, the premise is pretty simple. You uh, play as a young boy who washes up on a mysterious island, which, I mean, okay. immediately like I had like the Arco vibes going off. And you sort of progress through the world. The puzzles so far are pretty simple. Okay. I, I don't believe they're going to get more complicated, which I guess is fine. It's, it's, it's very much a sort of like chill and play sort of game. Some of it you could probably argue is a little bit repetitive, A lot of like the first area in particular, a lot of the mechanics revolve around the boy yelling, which is weird and somewhat annoying, but whatever. Like there are statues you have to yell at to sort of power them up, and then they can open doors and stuff like that. There are perspective puzzles where you'll have to push a block into place and get a viewfinder and sort of like line it up with a joystick to sort of make a a shape in the background, and then it'll become a door and all that sort of stuff. So like there's definitely interesting stuff here. Uh again I'm I'm pretty early on. I think I'm only oh, maybe a couple of hours in and I've gotten to like a new zone which has been refreshing. Uh there's also this That's good. fox that you follow. I don't know what purpose it serves besides being a fox and just existing. Okay. And I was, my character is following a guy in a red cloak which immediately gave me journey vibes, which again I was like, well, well look, kind mm-hmm. of like journey? It's it's not anyone anyway, it's not this game's fault for for striking that chord, it could be coincidental, but I was like, "Hey, that guy's in a red cloak." I miss Journey. I should play it again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so far. It's been okay. It looks very nice. It runs pretty well. It's, it's just okay. so. It's not. It's not really pushing the boundaries of my uh, mental concentration with the puzzles. Okay. A couple of things. A couple of times I've been stuck. It's just because I haven't been paying attention, and there has been a really simple solution. Or I'm trying to, like... Because it's one of those games where you want to explore because you're like, I wanna, I don't want to go down the main path. I don't want to yeah.
0: do that. And it so looks it like, a, there's like the, all the environments look, like, interesting to check out as well and and Yeah, I mean,
1: they look nice, and there are collectibles and stuff you can pick up, like costumes and stuff like that. So, you know, you are sort of encouraged to explore. So whenever I get to an area, I'm like, okay, how do I avoid doing the, the thing they want me to do? And that sort of got me stuck in a particular point, because I was like, no, I, I just want to do this now, because I don't. I know you want me to, to go do something else, but it turns out I had to go do something else to progress, and there was nothing else uh, there, so that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that's on me and my desire to, like, avoid the the crit path.
0: At least you know, and, like, you won't sort of, you know, have many sleepless nights wondering what if. It's true. It's true. It and, away. like,
1: from what I can tell, it's not a super long game, so I guess you can always replay it and go back and get the stuff you missed. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like it's a it's a nice little game. Really, the soundtrack is quite nice, quite good to chill out to. I have to check and see if it's on Spotify. But um, yeah, if you've got Plus, probably check it out. It's it's kind of nice. Not going to blow you away. It's not setting new standards, but it's fun. Cool. And the other game I've actually I've spent more time with this is Orwell. Which
0: ah, yes.
1: I remember, it's been on my radar for a little while. It came out, wow, well, October 20th, 2016. Jesus. <laughs>
0: yep. I know that um, because I, I picked it up the week it came out at PAX.
1: <laughs> as that's why I remember it, because I remember you played it at PAX. I'm pretty sure my house might have played it at PAX. Mm-hmm. And just glancing over your shoulders, I was just like, that looks like an interesting game. I yeah. am curious. But I didn't pick it up. I mean, at the time, I didn't have a computer, so that was a big factor.
0: That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big uh, red flag, yeah. You kind of need those is. to play a PC-only game, I guess.
1: Yeah, but now it now it exists. I have a PC, I have a laptop, so I bought it. I picked it up because it was on special this week because the second season, I guess, the sequel, came out. Because the first one is called... Oh, what is it? It's Orwell... I forget I the name of the first one. The one. second one is called Ignorance's Strength, but I can't remember the name of the first one.
0: Yeah, I can't remember the name of the first one either Uh, because I must admit I have not played a whole bunch of this game I really liked it but I never went back to it so should
1: I How spoiler free I'm I'm not going to spoil it too much because I think this is a game that's very cool and you should definitely check it out I feel like we said it a lot but in this particular Mm. like situation I really I really dig what this game does Uh, it's been developed by a German indie developer called Osmatic Studios so there you go I actually didn't know was a German company I didn't know that either. Hmm. It makes I, sense. I, Actually, some of the stuff that happens in the game now, now I think about it. But okay. essentially, the the, the the story of Orwell is set in a country called The Nation, which is led by a modern-day authoritarian government known as the Party in the capital of Bonton. And so they've passed a particular bill, and essentially they've put in place a, a security system called Orwell, which, I mean, George Orwell, hmm. you should remember that. So you, yep. sh- you could... You can probably pick up what it is gonna be about. But essentially you're big work, brother. Yeah, always watching, Joel. Always watching. Mm-hmm. Especially in the case yeah. of Orwell, because you play the role of an investigator and your job is to sort of go through all this data, like newspaper articles, bank statements and emails and computers and mobile phones and all this sort of stuff and you sort of social build networks and stuff yeah yeah social networks chats e- yeah just all this data on a particular set of characters as you try to figure out a mystery because what happens is uh, a bomb gets set off, set off in freedom plaza and your job basically becomes to to track down who did it and i think it's it's about 5 episodes long so it's not super long game the first season I haven't played the second season so i can't speak for that but uh, yeah, you, your job is to sort of go through all this data and sort of try to figure out who did it. And some of the things that happened along the way. Oh, I don't ha- you don't remember how far you got, do you?
0: I didn't get very far. I met okay, the so first the first like quote unquote suspect. The
1: Cassandra woman with the yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So I I started investigating her a fair bit. Um
1: yeah. And just first of all, I mean the obvious red flag here is just like mm, government surveillance, huh? Metadata in like,
0: in like a, a like a, a, a entirely totalitarian sounding country called the nation,
1: the nation like, led by a the party called the party, or was it? Yeah, it's a party. Yeah, yeah. the party.
0: It's like oh, this
1: isn't ominous at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It and seems like, pretty, yeah. So the the it sort of starts off pretty obvious. You are looking into these exploit this this attack and you come across a, a group called the Fort. Who seem pretty revolutionary and definitely what I would describe as anti-government, mm-hmm. anti-establishment, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And sort of from there there are there are definitely a series of twists along the way that sort of make you go, wah. And so I it seems like there are some branching paths I sort of want to know what happens if you go different ways or do different things, but I don't know how many steps I have to like alter to see the different outcomes. Cause, Cause that's the thing. Th- yeah.
0: Yeah. You have to with, when you're like investigating people, like you have to submit like information that you think is relevant. Yes. and, I and there, are- I, there are no wrong, like quote unquote wrong answers. It's like, if you submit something, it's like, well, you've done that. Like, if you believe that, that's what you believe. And then, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I don't want to see how the story shapes from that. Be interesting. So,
1: it's funny you say that. There is a point later in the game where you only have time to upload 20 data chunks, which is what they call the information you copy across. So, at that right. point, you have to be very careful with what you're picking out. Um. Which is again that that was probably the most interesting part of the game because yeah, as you said, there's not really any penalty. Like sometimes the um the person that you talk to will have like a, a quip or a comment when you copy something across. Like maybe you copy across their, like I don't know, it's something stupid. Try to think. Of it. There's so many things you can just copy across that don't need to be there. Yeah, even if it's like a an old photo, and they are like, well, this is a pretty old photo. Don't you probably don't need it. But uh, all right, I guess we'll yeah, put I it guess in the we'll system. Take it,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um,
1: yeah. So, when I got to the part where I was like, look, we only have time for 20 data chunks. I was like, 20? But there are so many. Yep. Nah, and that was probably the most interesting part of the game, because you were sort of really paying attention and like, okay, is this, is this relevant information? I don't know. And I don't know how well I did. I got an ending. I don't know if it was yeah. a bad ending. It may have See, been.
0: I, I like I like these types of games like this sort of thing and like because it has a very papers please vibe to it as well it
1: absolutely does it does Mm.
0: where you've got to like really inspect it's sort of like papers please but with a little bit more narrative to it whereas papers please is a pretty straightforward narrative there are little bits and pieces of uh of it's almost like a simulator that one um where you're sort of like you know going to your job doing your thing trying to keep your like food on the table and, and, and clothes on the your family to
1: to keep hey, them and help
0: them survive.
1: To be fair, one day this could be a simulator. <laughs> true. Yeah, maybe it already is, Clone. Maybe we don't know. We don't know like it's one of those things. So you when you think about again, with all that metadata stuff that passed a while back, you're like, how much information are they keeping? Or how much of my yeah, true it's like it's a it's a thing that like it, it certainly was a game that made me think just the little things yep. you would pick across and you're like oh oh what does the government know about me <laughs> yeah it's fine it's uh. fine don't worry about it but uh yeah well i i'm glad i picked this game up and honestly i've got a day off on monday i'm probably gonna dive straight into the second season because i want so more.
0: is it a free update or do you have to is it like a paid? it's a
1: it's a paid thing. It's essentially a sequel. Okay. Like I bought That's it because cool. it was like a bundle on special for like $9.50 for both of them. Yeah. I was like, yeah, why not? Why not get both? Like I wanted to play the first one and it, it was From- tough because I, I knew in the back of my mind that the new FTL guys game Into the Breach was coming out. I was like, oh I keep wait. I
0: looking at that Claren.
1: I know. I'm going to, I, it's one of so many games, Joel, so many games. Because uh, my
0: theory, my thing, my thing with 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 Into the Breach is like I'm really bad at like turn based strategy games, like really bad at them. Um, and, and, and it's not that I don't enjoy playing them. I'm just I I'm not great at them. But I wasn't great at like space like simulator games, uh, like ship simulator games until I played FTL, and I fucking love FTL. That game is so good
1: is very good. Uh, the main thing for me, again, to go... To, to detour slot into a game we haven't played yet, yeah, I love that in Into the Breach, your health is determined by the civilian buildings. And if oh, too many hilarious. get blown up, you fail. And it's a, it's such a little thing, but the biggest thing about turn base for me, I think of, like, Fire Emblem and stuff like that, where yeah. you have to be super self-conscious of, like, your hero units and their health. And you're like, ah, I don't want to send them in there. Probably die and I'll get a game over and blah, blah, blah. It's just nice to know that, like, I don't, I don't think the mechs are invincible that you have on your team, but it's sounds like the civilians are the priority and you can do stuff nice. like block enemies spawning in. And I think until you hit, like execute on your moves, like you can just wind back a turn, which again is That's when echoes out of that to the fire emblem series. I'm like, yes, this has to be here. This has to be here.
0: The other thing um, I like about it, from what I can see, is that it's smaller playing area as well. It like is. It's
1: it's very, it's a small focus grid. It's essentially like looks like I think I saw it described as kaiju chess, which is thumbs up right there. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I hope, I'm, I'll hopefully pick that up at some point over the next couple of weeks. Until then, Orwell... well. Yeah. Wow. Really good game. Glad I picked it up. I think but I'm gonna thi-
0: have to reinstall it. I have to. I think I think it. you
1: should. Like it's definitely, mm. and. Again, I wanted a break from Celeste. I don't think I wanted... I don't think I was expecting to get unending paranoia out of the game yep. I was going to play instead. Which is all I have now. I just had paranoia. It's fine.
0: It's not the not the relaxing break you were probably no. chasing. But anyway.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's, I uh, haven't... fine. So I'm, it's, pretty sure, it's I'm
0: pretty good. sure I picked that up at uh, the same time I picked up Hacknet. And I played a lot of Hacknet.
1: Hacknet's um, a game I also want to get. <sighs>
0: and there's a fucking sequel for that that just came out as well. Like a... a DLC pack for that that I haven't played yet i have yeah, not...
1: got a pretty basic laptop so many of those games I just want to pick them up let's do Oh,
0: and Orwell dude.
1: Orwell's where I started
0: yeah I might, I might go back to Orwell and I might re-download Hacknet and buy the DLC for it at one point too
1: oh yes. just, so, it yeah. just
0: reminded me of it because I picked them up at the same time <laughs>
1: It's just such an interest. The way this it all sort of plays out, and at, at first I was sort of like mindlessly just like, "Yeah, this is kind of cool." But as I got sucked into the story, and the world, and the characters, I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm hooked. I must finish this game." Awesome, thumbs up. Well, I I'm super psyched to get into into the second part. Cool, uh, I like it. But t- today, Joel one one final one before I before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Before I went to work today. I saw a little pop-up saying, hey, there's a demo available for Kirby Star Allies. And I thought, you know what? I'm not buying this game. That is just a thing that is not happening. Nope. But I'll try the demo because it's a demo. Why not? (laughs) Right? You know, uh, I will preface this by saying that the game isn't bad. But if you just, if you picture in your head what a Kirby game is, Yep. Yeah. It's that. Joel, it's just that. Okay. Okay. Which again, it's I wonder like you can uh, Kirby games just come out. They come out, they exist and if you like Kirby, you probably play them. See, it's I heard,
0: I heard that like Planet Robobo was or Robobo okay. bot tot tot
1: was good. That's the one. Robobot bot tot tot. That's the one. That's yeah. definitely its name. That's definitely it. Uh, yeah, I did I hear that, that, was that was good, good as well. Hmm. But, like, I don't know. So, uh, we'll lay it out. It, it is, is Kobe-style eyes. It has the multiplayer feature that I, I think Nintendo has just taken to putting into a lot of these games. Of course. Where I think you can play out to four players. If you're playing on your own, you can populate your party with just the AI guys. You f- You throw hearts at them to turn them into good guys. Go figure. Righto, okay. Nice, nice, nice. and wholesome. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely, yeah. Uh, I guess it could be said, I, I, again, I haven't played a Kirby game in so long, so this might be a feature that's like super old at this point, but if you say I get a sword, of, you, know, okay. the, the, you know the you cut ability, I forget the guy's name that has it, the, the sword ability. The sword guy, uh, yep. The sword guy, yeah. If you you can press up on the joystick and Kirby will hold it in the air, and if you've got a particular ability on your team, they can combine with that, and sort of mixes up your moves a little bit. Like I had a fire th- guy here.
0: I think this is actually new to this game.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. There's something
0: new here, Joel. And I yeah, I don't I mean to say that I read. I th- I could be again, could be wrong, but I believe that I I read somewhere that 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 the combo feature was a new thing that they've added.
1: I don't want to sound mean to this game, but if that's new, that's good because that's something. It is something. Exactly. Yeah. So I combined my sword with a fire ability and got a fire sword. And I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. And I, like, you can sort of use it to interact with the environment. For example, with in that particular example, there are bombs that are hanging and you can, you cut them with your fire sword, which cuts the rope and lights the fuse as they drop down, explodes, blah, blah, blah. It's like, simple, but something. But apart from that, like, all the usual. Kirby trappings are there. The enemies are sort of the same. Kirby's moveset, apart from a couple of extra things, seems pretty identical. I beat um, Wispy Woods again for, like, feels like... 8,000th time. time, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a super challenging fight. Not that I thought it would be, because, again, Kirby games aren't really difficult games. They're just sort of games you mellow out to, which is fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've heard that this game's actually kind of fun multiplayer when you're playing with people and I kind of see that I guess I haven't played the demo myself I was like I don't care <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> did because I was like I'm just not I'm not I don't time for that yeah
1: yeah no like it's it like I said it, it didn't blow me away it's a cute little game and I it's colorful, it's nice. It's nice hearing the like the Green Greens theme song again. It's just yep. a good tune to get in your ears. But just nothing about it sort of it, uh, games don't need to surprise me, but I sort of want something from them and this game didn't really tick any of the boxes I was hoping it would tick, which is not his fault. Like maybe I expected too much of Kirby. Yeah, I know in franchise how like, sort of treats Kirby now. Yeah. Like
0: in a franchise like this, though, that's been going on for so long, you would hope that
1: they would try and innovate some way. Um, I just... I think Kirby's become... It's like it's like Yoshi to them, where they just sort of... Let's make a Yoshi game, and that's it. Kirby's had more games than Yoshi has, though, really. Oh, he has, but, like, yes. we're getting we're getting that mysterious Yoshi game probably this year, which will probably play, yeah. like, the Yoshi game we got for the Wii U. Yep, he well. Again, not bad, but... And I get, it I get why fun. they do it because it's sort of like Nintendo can't always be making, like, like working on a big Metroid or a Zelda or a Mario. Like they do that enough, they can't really afford to have Kirby and yep. Yoshi, I guess, in those same sort of multi-year development rotations. It's, and... it's.
0: I mean, they're, they're crowd pleasers, and that's what they're there for. They, they come out. They're fun. They're fine.
1: They're yeah. okay games. Oh, I did it again, Kyra. I did again. it again. I didn't mean to. Oh my god, Joel, so natural, until you pointed know. it out, and it was. You know. I mean, what? I know. I'm also shocked. <laughs> but I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you're looking at Kirby Star Wars and going, oh, you know, I could, I I could go a cute Nintendo, side-scrolling platformer with multiplayer. I say to you, hold up, because we are a couple of months away from Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh boy, get that game <laughs> instead.
0: Give me that it shit. Is,
1: that game, I'm waiting for. I'm so desperate for that game because I haven't played it, Joel, and I'm gonna get to play it. I'm so excited.
0: I'm pretty pumped.
1: You just reminded me that that's coming out soon. I was
0: like, fuck.
1: Yep, start of May, Joel. The price went up. It's it's, it's like a full price game, which I guess is fine. Yeah, they
0: know people I'll, will buy it. That's the thing. They know it's people true. will buy it's it. It's
1: true, and like I guess that's a Nintendo way. Like their games are Nintendo games, and they are priced accordingly, and like yep. respect to them to sticking to their guns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and keeping some sort of like, I guess normality and some sort of like regulation across the, the board. Which is um Yeah. You know, for better or worse. It's exactly. Yeah. Alrighty Karen, I think it's time we hit up some news topics. Uh we've got some, some good stories this week. Um quite a few there's quite a lot of stuff happened this week. Some lots of interesting things came out, but uh we've uh picked a few stories that we thought and deemed worthy of talking about and discussing. We felt that we felt had to, because,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, I I like to feel that sometimes it's because it's fun. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. I think like, I think the, the, the topics that we've picked have got sort of legs to discuss. Uh, and that's where the fun of, I guess, that we find in, in this show is discussing these kinds of topics. So um, yeah. Shall we, uh shall we jump into it, Kyron? Let's jump on in. Cool. So, Blizzard Entertainment. You know that that little indie company. You might have heard of them. Uh, what games make... do they
1: make? It's like uh, Overwatch uh, and Warcraft and StarCraft and War,
0: Warstar, yep. Uh and Half-Stone Craftcraft. Um
1: I feel like there's another game but I'm forgetting. But
0: uh it's probably not important. It's not important, mm-hmm. is it? I definitely wasn't watching it at work today. <laughs> like I definitely nah. wasn't especially if you're if you're someone that works with me and is in a higher up position I definitely wasn't watching it at work. worked
1: oh Joel what have you done
0: <laughs> uh, anyway it, it, I wasn't because it doesn't exist Kai remember. remember um, anyway Blizzard put out a tweet Uh, where was it a couple of days ago yeah a oh, few it was days very ago very recent yeah 27th of Feb Um, they put out a little tweet all it says is sweet dreams and a little video of a of a, a cute little cheeky little nightlight. Just a cheeky little Diablo head nightlight. Um, but what makes this so interesting is the fact that it is a nightlight being switched on and off. Switch being the word, the, uh, the key word there. Um, because a couple of weeks ago, Kyron, there was a sneaky little rumour that uh, started circulating the interweb's about a potential Diablo 3 port to the Nintendo Switch.
1: So when when this, when this first came up, I honestly didn't pay much mind to it because I I mean, looking back on it, if any Blizzard game was going to come to Switch, like Diablo is the obvious pick. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is it is yeah. I don't see Overwatch coming over, you know, Hearthstone or StarCraft or any of that stuff. But no. Diablo was a game that I could see just making sense on Switch.
0: Yep, absolutely. I, I think, like, it, especially because Diablo 3 was, let's face it, it was made for consoles, like, even when the PC version came out. Before they even announced it was coming to consoles,
1: it was made for consoles. As um, someone who played Diablo 3 on PC at launch, mm-hmm. yes, hmm Yep. Like, you could tell when you played Diablo 3 at launch. It's like, oh, hey, this will be good on consoles when it comes mm-hmm. out. And it turns out, but when it came out on consoles, was the best time to play Diablo 3. Yep, And,
0: like, and like having couch co-op and, like, four-player couch co-op was... It's fucking brilliant. Like, being able to sit around a TV and play fucking... Like, an entire campaign of Diablo is nuts. Like, that's so cool. Um I, I know, as
1: well as having really good drop in and drop out co op as well. Exactly for online.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah, absolutely. So you could just jump in, like it it was just it was it was perfect. And you know what? Being able to take that on the go, holy fucking shit. Like I never actually finished Diablo three. I actually didn't make that much progress in it. I don't know why. How? I don't know. I just I I started it a lot. I <laughs> I played I played a lot of it, but I, I played the start a lot for some reason. I don't remember any the start's like late the worst games, part.
1: I know that's uh, yeah. Um, late games when you get all your cool gear with all the spikes,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah.
1: depending on what class you're playing, like all sorts of things,
0: all the AoE attacks and stuff, yeah, all the fun shit. Um, yeah, but I I feel like if this was to come to the Switch, oh my god, oh my god, I I will play this game. I like I'll buy it for a third time cuz I bought it on PC and I bought it on on PS4 as well.
1: If this is true I'll I'll quadruple dip. Bought it on <laughs> PC, bought it on PS3, oh, bought it on PS4. Yeah. You could even say cuz I bought the um bought the reaper of souls on reaper pc souls. as well i'm pretty sure so that's another one that you could technically chalk up yeah and th- for all my talk of like how i was whenever i think of playing diablo 3 on ps4 i'm like oh i'm bored i've done it before i'll i'll do it on switch again on switch it would be different it would feel new
0: just uh, talking before about like you know like games that are fun to is sort of like kickback mindless fun like this is a perfect game for that it's there's nothing Di- better than just mowing down like mob after mob of enemy
1: i'm um, not usually a big supporter of the podcasting game or tv show and game but if you're playing solo for diablo 3 chuck on a podcast chuck on a tv show because oh yeah it's just you don't need to think when you play diablo yep. you just sort of hold down a couple of buttons maybe alternate a few things i mean obviously when you're going to have a higher difficulties that changes a bit but like it's just you could tune out kill some demons pick up a garbage like a just a ridiculous amount of loot. Just so oh, yeah. much loot. Oh yeah, some you could nearly say too much loot, but whatever, you know.
0: I mean, this was the and, like the Diablo franchise is what like you know started the sort of like you know yes the RNG loot cycle that we that we know and love that we see in games these days. Um, but
1: we know what well, in Diablo, I think. I mean, don't get me. Initially, it wasn't good because initially it did the thing that no one wanted to do. Where you could buy gear with real money—that's oh, a big yeah. no-no, Blizzard. Like auction but since then, and stuff, that yeah. yeah, when the real auction house shut down, and magically when that happened, the the loot drops got better. I mean, I don't know how it happened, John. Oh, I, for wow. one, I'm shocked. Weird. I'm Shocked. So weird. But ever since that, like yeah, like Diablo as a series was all about the loot. That's why you play Diablo. You don't play Diablo for a for story or characters. You play it to get a new hat or a new like wand or something like that yeah and also
0: too like it is fun it's it's still a fun game to play solo but it is it is a good it's a good time to play with friends i remember like there was a couple of nights when we played at your house and it was like there was four of us sitting around the one tv playing and it was so much fun like it was just it's it's a really great 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 game and it's great just to sort of hang out talk like shoot the shit and just yeah kill some kill some demons um so the rumor like, had it, uh, sort of being pegged for a potential early twenty nineteen release. So, I mean, so this tweet that that Blizzard have put out is pretty cheeky. Like, I mean, you could maybe take away from it and go, "Oh, this 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 seems definite," but uh, I think. Back in 2016, just before the, uh, the, the NX reveal event, um, they also had a bit of a, a, bit of a troll as well by putting up a, um, cause that was the, the NX reveal event was the, the infamous Mario peeking from behind the curtain picture that we know and love from now on. A thing. quality meme. A quality <laughs> meme. I love it. It's so unsettling and I love it so much. It makes me laugh every time I see it. In no matter what context it just makes me laugh so much. Um but yeah, uh that they, they also put out a um a, a very similar tweet that had the um the uh the innkeeper from Hearthstone doing the same sort of pose. Um which is like, alright, fair enough. Um But yeah, this seems this seems too this seems like a, a perfect fit. Like Diablo three on Switch seems like a perfect fit. Um
1: Yeah, and I I'm reading the article and it says it's been uh, corroborated by, air quotes, insider, Marcus Sellers, who, as we Mm -hmm. know, shaky at best as a source. But I just, again, I just, Activision definitely will want to get some Switch money. The Switch is just making too much money. Activision doesn't have a great deal of IPs that could make them some Switch money. Like, there's the rumor about Black Ops 4 yep which we'll see i guess but diablo 3 seems like a no-brainer Yeah, runs on ps3 so i imagine it can run on switch pretty well
0: and i think too like i i could i could imagine that after seeing the success of putting uh overwatch on consoles like blizzard would surely be looking at the switch going how do we get in on that as well like obviously it's them and activision are one and the same but like you know the, the blizzard side of things will be looking at going yeah why aren't we doing this like we've We've done Overwatch, we've done uh, Diablo before on consoles. This seems like a perfect fit, so I would be very surprised if they weren't trying their best to try and get this game on there. So,
1: there's if it does happen, and again, like we we don't know for sure, but the, the thing that is interesting about was the tweet is it's really cheeky because I don't really think anything else is coming up for Diablo as far as new content. Like they had the Necromancer last year. But I think they said that was really sort of all they were doing for the game at this point. Yeah. And, I mean, it's still getting, like, the competitive seasons where you sort of tr- strive to get through as many goals as you can to get particular season-exclusive gear sets. But yeah, I, that,
0: think, I think they're up to, like, season 13, I think.
1: Something I think, like that. Like,
0: just launched this week, I believe,
1: in the last, yeah, last week or so. But the main the main takeaway, really, is, like, why would they be talking about Diablo? Like just offhand, it's not like it's getting. Was again, maybe they're going to release a new expansion, but I doubt it. They don't. They didn't seem like they were going to. So.
0: Or maybe something completely less exciting. They're they're releasing a line of Diablo Nightlights.
1: I think after this tweet, they probably will offer oh, them at BlizzCon. Sure. Probably
0: BlizzCon, uh, <laughs> or or it's a um, it's like a, a collector's edition bonus. for the Switch version. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny uh, if they did that. They put a night light out with the Switch version. That'd be fucking great.
1: God. I can I see it as a BlizzCon thing, maybe as a collector's edition thing. I mean yeah, hey BlizzCon seems legit, my,
0: but yeah, that'd be so funny. It might
1: my, my Diablo three special edition came with a little Diablo head with a uh USB chunked into its head which had Diablo two on it, so anything's yeah. possible.
0: I mean, Blizzard are great with those. Like, I remember the StarCraft two one came with like the 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 Jim Raynor's dog tags with a USB that came with StarCraft on it as well. That was cool. yeah, that was really cool. I liked that, and that, that USB was really nice. I know because I your housemate lent me his, so I could play StarCraft, <laughs> and then I sucked at it. But um, yeah, the, I the, I I honestly is a no brainer. I think when this. Gets an, If this gets announced, I'll, I, I won't be super surprised, but I'll be very excited still, nonetheless.
1: Yeah, I, again, not locked in, but keep an eye out, I guess, for future directs, because uh, I. With absolutely zero insider knowledge, obviously, Activision Blizzard will want that money. Oh,
0: god, yeah. Everyone wants that money at the moment. Like, you've only got to look at all these, like, ports and remasters and, and things that are coming to the Switch. Um,
1: Scrambling to get it on there. Yeah. So I think this will happen. I don't know. Like, the rumours suggest it's meant to be early 2019, and I think that's just believable.
0: Yeah, I think that's believable. I think maybe we'll get an announcement at their not E3 Direct. Um,
1: uh, the, Ni- the Nintendo Digital Presentation, or whatever they call it. That's
0: the one, yep. They're, they're definitely, we're not at E3 event. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I think at the, at the very latest, you'll get an announcement there. Because it's not something you, you, you could announce too early. You can just say, yeah, it's coming. And everyone's like, cool, well, we've played the game. It's not like we're, we're oh, my God, I want to know what's going to be in it. I want I know what's going to involve. I wonder how it's going to play. It's like, I, I know what I'm getting into. It's just going to be Diablo on a portable home console hybrid. And fucking yes.
1: I do hope that it, I mean, I presume it will ship with the Necromancer if it happens, but I do hope it gets the competitive seasonal ladders. And I'm going to have to ask it that it has the Nemesis system as well. The Nemesis system? I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. I don't... Maybe it's not called the Nemesis system, but it's definitely... It's, basically what happens is it's a really strong monster that if it kills you, it'll then go to your friend's games who are also playing Diablo 3 online. <gasps> And it will just torment through your friends list until someone kills it and gets a, just a buttload of gear for killing it. Oh, that's and awesome. And it's a really cool feature. Like, you'll just be fighting a bunch of demons and you hear, like, a, a horn in the distance. You're like, it's it's coming. <laughs> and depending on the difficulty, like, it, it could be terrifying. I remember early on in Diablo 3 on PS4, the stupid asshole would just kick my ass but by the time I was playing on the really high difficulties I'd hear the horn I'm like bring it mate I I got this Fucking let but I, it's dance. a feature that I just love I love that stuff
0: that's cool yeah that'd be awesome
1: so let's I want get- that in a Switch version if it comes out
0: let's get let's get a fucking Diablo Amiibo Diablo Amiibo yeah let's do that let's get crazy with this shit let's get a Diablo Amiibo Good now God. now I, mean, now I think, want, uh, now I want that. Now I want that. That'd be really fucking cool. And make it a big one too. You could make it like the like almost like the um the Detective Pikachu one that's like stupidly big. But I guess it would make sense yep. for the Diablo one to be stupidly big, unlike the Detective Pikachu one. Um <laughs>
1: I like my amiibos smaller because That's I have true. so many of them.
0: That's true. I, I think I think maybe like not quite that big but like somewhere in between would be a good size. I like the the ones like cuz I'm looking at my Disney Infinity figures over there as well. Um and there's a couple Press of, like the, the yeah, I know, right, you know. it's take a moment of silence for them. Um but yeah, like some of the bigger ones like the um the Iron Man Hulkbuster armor and my uh Baymax in his like full get-up from Big Hero 6. They're slightly bigger than the other figurines, but they're not overly big. They're just sort of, like, chunkier, and they look a lot bigger in comparison, but they're still not, like, you know, garishly huge. So that'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I, I'd also be pretty... I mean, it I would have to be Diablo 3 Diablo, I guess, even though that's not my favourite Diablo.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Well, A Diablo crazy... amiibo would be cool. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Oh man. No Again, way. if it
1: happens, if it happens, I think it, it will, but
0: I think, I I think it's, it's like you said, it's a no brainer. Like really, if they're not working on it, they should be fucking working on it because whew, that'd be amazing.
1: Diablo team's got to do something since supposedly they're not doing Diablo four yet. I don't know why not just get on that. I could, I could go a new Diablo experience as, as keen as I am for a switch, a switch version of Diablo three, If they instead were like, hey, we're making Diablo 4, I'd be like, sorry. No, Diablo 4, yes. Yes, please.
0: Oh, of course. You're always going to want to have, like, new experiences over.
1: But, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, it doesn't sound like they're working on it. I'm like, well, then, what's the Diablo team doing? They're not just making a couple of bits of gear for seasonal ladders. Because
0: they said they are working on something Diablo-related, I believe. They said sometime last year they let it slip, that they're they're working on something...
1: They're always so coy about it because they know that people want Diablo 4. And of as the Diablo team, presumably that's the next step. But it wouldn't surprise me if this came first and then a fourth game. We
0: have like a year of Go. Diablo. Release this early 2019. And when you release it, like the, the week before it releases, they're like, oh, by the way, check this shit out. And there's like a tease up for, like, you know, a flaming four. <laughs> Do we think
1: Diablo four would come to the Switch? I don't know.
0: Maybe. Depends how, like, how super high tech they're going to go for it? Because obviously they're going to make they're going to want to make it so it runs on Xbox One and PS4. Oh,
1: absolutely! Like, yeah.
0: they, they'd be stupid to go back, much to maybe like some people's dismay, like a lot of the PC players. But they'd be silly to oh yeah, to go and back I, I get that mm, absolutely. I Get that? I really do. You know, it's, it's 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 a bit shit that they're sort of like neglecting its roots in a way. But I mean more people yeah exactly more people out there have a ps4 and xbox one and they have like a a, a gaming rig that they can actually you know what these days it's it's tough yeah it's hard because it's like a lot of people do have gaming pcs now it's
1: but for me it's for me at least with diablo like that's a game i enjoy on the couch yep
0: yeah now you've had that taste of it it's like this this is a good fit
1: and I know you can hook your PC up to TVs and play it like that, but also I just sort of like Diablo on a controller now. Yeah, it kind of,
0: it kind of just works, doesn't it?
1: I mean, they manipulated us into that by having the Diablo 3 controls being a certain type on PC originally, and like a certain amount of abilities equipped, and it just sort of converted the console really well. Yeah. But it just worked, and I don't know if I can go back.
0: Yeah, but I guess we'll find out, hopefully. Yep. Hopefully sooner rather than later, just so we know. I mean, we got that Burnout Paradise remaster. Fuck, that's oh that's God. like two weeks away, Kyron, just remembered.
1: Fuck. Yeah, with Sea of Thieves and Attack on Titan and Nino know Nino Kune
0: and fucking Far Cry 5. Fuck. Fuck. I'm going to get it though, Kyron, because it's Burnout Paradise. I need a good arcade racer again. I need I need oh, nitrous force I, is not good enough for you? Forza Horizon 3 is not doing no, it. No, it's good. There's no nitrous option. Though. It's good. There's no boost button. Huh. I need boost, Kyron. I need this i d I've got the need for speed. And that You're speed a simple comes man. from I know, right? I just want a boost button. Give me a boost just button. Just want a boost. That's fine. That was, I respect it. It's my one criticism of Forza Horizon. I was like, I thought this was an arcade racer, guys. Where's the boost button? You could you can put it in like world lore. Like you can make it nitrous like nitrous tanks. That's a thing that exists. But no, you want him to be slightly realistic. And even though you're really good and very pretty to look at, you did take a fucking million years to download as well, but... That's oh, not the game's fault. No, it's not. It's my trashy internet. But anyway. Uh, well, Kyron, speaking of games that are potentially leaked and... and I guess sequels to popular franchises. I don't know. That's the best. It's the best segue you are going to get. Uh, apparently, the because uh, we know there's a new Battlefield game coming this year, in some way, shape, or form. They
1: have they have already said that. Uh-huh. So,
0: so I, I, this will be the the, the newest one since uh, Battlefield One in twenty
1: sixteen, um, which is in fact a sequel to Battlefield Four.
0: Yep, makes sense. Just, just don't question. it. It makes sense apparently, um, because Kieran, do you know what? Do you know what the potential the the leak of what the new Battlefield game might be? It's what Joel, pray tell. Battlefield V. So there's a few things there. Uh, is it Battlefield Five? <sighs> Battlefield. I don't know what we do what we what we have the rumor reports is that uh, it's going to be much like call of duty did last year going back to world war 2 and its world war 2 roots
1: which is which is hilarious because call of duty itself was basically reacting to dice the year before mm-hmm. going back to battlefield 1 and just that game blowing everyone away compared to, I don't even remember what the COD game was that year.
0: Uh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare? <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. And just, they were like, okay, cool. World War II is the next game we're doing. And now, flash forward to this year, and DICE is like, yeah, World War Two Sounds good. It's like, okay, alright, guys. I, it, is, I, all right.
0: it is the endless pissing competition between Activision and EA. Um,
1: I, I guess, to be fair, these games are always in development for years yeah. in advance, but like, well, presumably. But it's so coincidental, but... This is how it's gone down.
0: It's, yeah. And it's, it, look, to be fair, EA and Activision aren't the only ones to blame here. I mean, fans of the series obviously want new and different things as well. So when they were going, like, all out crazy with the future warfare and stuff like that, everyone was excited, then they got over it. So they started complaining about it, and sales obviously project, like reflected that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and then that's when... Uh, EA made the move and DICE made the move and said hey we're going to do World War 1 which that was a pretty baller move because you know World War 1 as we've we said on the like many episodes when we've talked about Battlefield 1 it's not an easy war to I guess portray and like look at it's and so say horrific. yeah exactly there's no real clear cut heroes and villains I guess if you really want to look at it that way compared to World War 2 yeah. where it's like Obviously, the Nazis are the bad people um, and anyone affiliated with them. So, it, you know, it's easy to have that. It's almost too easy some, in some way, shape or form, but
1: I guess... I'm interested because I'm hoping that DICE will sort of bring the same sort of storytelling focus from Battlefield 1 into the World War Two era. That would be really yeah. interesting because from what I can tell, I, again, I didn't play Call of Duty World War Two, but it doesn't seem like... I mean, it's a Call of Duty game when it comes down to it. And they always have to play a certain way. Yeah. But I don't know if that really did what I was... Because I remember hoping that it would sort of take a page from Battle for One's book and maybe be a bit more serious. Again, it could be, but I don't know. From but what I heard, I, have I think
0: f- they gave it a red-hot go. And I think it w- it wasn't okay. about... From what I could tell, it wasn't about the war as such. It was about the pe- the specific people in your... Like Italian, okay, that's a good your, move. That it was about the, their story more so than the war itself, um, and it, the, obviously World War Two was just a backdrop for that. Um, which that's what I want more of. That sort of exactly. Stuff. It, 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 I I don't know if they did a, an amazing job of it, but um, even if they like, you know, kudos to them for trying that and actually trying to go for that kind of, I guess, band of brothers kind of feel with it. Um, but yeah, so. Battlefield V.
1: Yeah, again, it's one of those sort of things that, even if this is a rumor, and there's like a a, a, a card or like a screen Mm -hmm. that mentions, that has like Battlefield V logo and all that sort of stuff, could very easily be faked because it's the internet.
0: It does say say in the screenshot as well, it says, welcome to your Battlefield, which I believe was from Battlefield 4. I think they used that tagline.
1: I don't remember, man. Like, it's been like like Battlefield Four was so bad. Yeah, yeah, I I couldn't stand it.
0: Um, why don't they should just call it like Battlefield Nineteen Thirty Nine and just or
1: Nineteen Forty and just. We we already have. Don't we ever have like Battlefield Nineteen Forty Three? I'm thinking of something else. Forty Two and Forty
0: Three were like the originals.
1: Okay, so obviously,
0: why don't they just go back to that naming convention? And do like you know, you played forty two and play in forty three. Now play nineteen forty. I don't know. Like who fucking knows with their naming conventions? Battlefield one. Who like, knows? When you explain it, it makes sense. You're like, all right, okay, yeah. World War One, Battlefield One. Right, that makes sense. Still a little confusing and sends out some mixed messages. Um.
1: Yeah, I think it also it did also help calling it Battlefield One because it sort of felt like a fresh. Break after Battlefield Mm Four, bringing which was of course a cross generation mess. Like, I I picked it up on PS3, I think, and oh god damn it! Like that's one of the worst campaigns I've ever not finished. And the multiplayer wasn't fun, and it was buggy. And but they they sort of stepped back, and I guess Battlefield One sort of felt like a fresh start for the series. But now we've got Battlefield V, if this is true, and I'm sort of like, I mean, fair enough, you could have called it Battlefield 2, but we already, we literally have a Battlefield 2. At least a Battlefield 1, the first one isn't called that, so... Karen,
0: do you know what I, I want? Sort of, what's that? I want fucking Bad Company 3. I
1: mean, that was a rumour as well. I know. it was going to be a and release. I was
0: infinitely more excited about that. I was like, I might actually buy a Battlefield game this year. Because I really liked the first one, and what I played was the second one I, I enjoyed. And it, this was like, I, I'm talking single-player campaign here, because I basically played the single-player campaign of both those games. Uh, I finished the first one, and it was decent. Like, it was a decent length. had some pretty funny writing in it, um, and some great set pieces. I, I actually really enjoyed Battlefield 1. So, uh, Bad Company 1, sorry. If they if they released like a remaster of those two, even, just give me that. I'll buy those instead.
1: That, that I don't see it happening, Joel. <laughs> no, they won't. They won't. They won't do. I Bad mean, hey, 3 either. Devils Advocate. They might do it, but I reckon it would be in a similar way to how Activision did the Modern Warfare remaster when oh, they bundle it in. They for fucking a time, will, won't then...
0: they? They fucking will too. That makes me sad.
1: If they do it, I think that's how they do it. I I don't think they do it though. Like,
0: no. <sighs> I just remember the trailer for I think Bad Company Two like the it was like the documentary one with like the guys the guys actually directly talking to the camera and stuff like it was it was a really funny trailer that made me interested in the series and that's why I ended up picking up ba- uh, Bad Company 1
1: I don't remember any of the trailers but I did remember playing a lot of Bad Company 2 on PS3 mm-hmm. very good game
0: it's just they fucking it was it was it was different enough from like the normal, like, whoa, this is war is hard and war is tough," which it is. Don't get me wrong, but like that's what the, the, the tone of every game was like. That this one had like a like a real kind of dark sense of humor to it, almost, um, and it was refreshing, especially in that time as well when everything was brown and gray and 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 whatnot in terms of like visuals and also storyline content. But yeah. Uh, I guess we'll find out sometime soon.
1: Yeah. Again, I I wouldn't be surprised if they. Uh, I'm trying to think when Activism usually officially reveals their Call of Duti'es because it's usually not at E3, but they usually do a thing before that. Yeah. I so wouldn't I be. Su- if, I wouldn't be surprised if EA, if, EA, will EA the same.
0: If, if if no I I wouldn't be surprised if EA pulled the trigger at um at E3.
1: Yeah, I mean. Because who was first?
0: I think I think think World War Two was the first. Like, was the uh, oh no, because we got World War Two. No, sorry, Battlefield One was first. Anyway, never mind. I was trying to think out like who that when trailers came out, but um, but it was Infinite Warfare and Battlefield One. Yeah, I think they went head to head. I think EA was first. Anyway, still. Um.
1: Yeah, they, well, I think they were because that was the year of EA's colossal fuck-up when they put out Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 really close together and killed Titanfall 2. Yep.
0: Yep. And and almost, and almost pretty much Respawn as well.
1: But um, they own Respawn now, Joel, so it's fine. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, they'll make- It's they're, fine. They've, they've shipped them off to fucking, like, help out, like, the plebs to help out with um. Well,
1: okay, hang on. No, they haven't, Joel. You're going to say to work on a Star Wars game, but they've in fact shipped them off to sit at desks. Yep. Joel, quick quick sidebar. Okay. Will we see Will we see Star Wars gameplay at E3 this year, do you No, think? no.
0: Do you know what we'll see? <laughs> we'll fucking see. We'll see EA's conference will start and it'll be them just going, Stay tuned for exclusive Star Wars content at the end and mm. then it'll be a fucking shit video and nothing will be said and everyone no oh, one will be surprised.
1: It'll be it'll be Battlefront 2 content.
0: Yep. You better believe it. And it'll be them just going, hey guys, you know, we we know you you love Battlefront 2 and I just, I expect booze from the audience. Like, I I, I want boos from boo. the audience.
1: I don't think you get booze. Oh,
0: I just want one person. Just to be the collective, like, do the collective, like, audible groan that everyone is, like, internalizing around the I world. I mean, check,
1: what, I mean, when it happens, check the Twitch chat. I'm sure it'll be nothing but boots. Oh but fucking oath. Yeah, it's gonna be so. Yeah, well then we will see Star Wars gameplay. Joel, it'll just be Battlefront 2. Who knows? It Woo. might. We we might get a perfect
0: world, and fucking Bob Iger might actually snap and just go, "Fuck you, EA. We're breaking contract. Get the fuck out of here."
1: <sighs> Think that would that would probably kill respawn.
0: Yeah, I as as. That'd be, as sad as that is, fucking give fucking Star Wars to someone who actually can
1: put out games. I don't know. Who, like, okay, so I don't know who gives Star Wars to Joel. I don't.
0: Ubisoft. <sighs> Ubisoft.
1: I mean, gun to my head, yeah, but they—they are also evil.
0: Yeah, they are, but they—they have l- started to turn the corner. Less
1: evil, but
0: they've started to turn a corner, and I have—I have faith in them. A little bit more faith now. Far Cry Five will be the 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 tipping point whether I like temper my expectations with them again or whether I'm like, okay, Ubisoft, you've proven yourself to me now.
1: Don't don't forget, Ubisoft is now so now also aboard the games as a service train. So
0: that's fine. You can do games as as a service right. EA did not do it right, which is also worrying for what Battlefield V is going to be like as well.
1: Because you would hope I they're going to shoot
0: themselves in the foot again, but you fucking, you I mean, never there, know. There's,
1: there's going to be microtransactions for sure. Oh,
0: absolutely. But like, oh, how egregious are they going to be at the gate? That's the problem.
1: I mean, I think they'll be less egregious in Battlefront 2s, but they'll still be there. Anyway. Oh, EA.
0: Bloody EA. <laughs> Joel, we talked about EA. It's in the game. Except for when you have to pay for it.
1: That's Sadly, welcome to modern video games.
0: That's fine. It's fine. Oh, just, we did talk about EA. I'm mad now. You just brought my attention to that. I was like, fuck, this is an entire story about EA. Motherfucker.
1: Snuck it in there. Motherfucker. Snuck it in there because... <sighs> it is important, though. This one... This one sucks because I do like dice. And I... I Absolutely. It what happened with battlefront 2 bums me out and i still want to believe that that was ea forcibly going hey put these microtransactions in yeah i want to believe it wasn't dice and that makes it suck even more because i like dice battlefield one was really good
0: it sucks too because like obviously this game had to be tried they they, ea wanted this game out around star wars last jedi absolutely it suffered in like you've only got to look at those cutscenes and it's like these were outsourced. I hundred. I still stand by the fact that I feel like the the cut were outsourced in that game. They let Dice work on all the gameplay, and I, I feel like all the the well, in house obviously, but they were outsourced within another EA company.
1: I mean, I assume Dice are pretty big. I never got like Dice, EA, L- LA, and stuff like that. But I mean. The year before Battlefront two, they put out Battlefield one, and the year before that, exactly Battlefront one, exactly. Like, so yeah, I
0: mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Exactly, it's I stand by that. And I, if so, if there was like a Danny O'Dwyer no clip documentary that came out tomorrow that went into all of that, and they said that, I would not be surprised. That's that's my hot take for the week. It's not really a hot take; it just makes sense. Um, it's like a like a logical take. Yeah, a logical take. A, a lukewarm take.
1: Um, I do like a good lukewarm take. Girl. Yeah,
0: it's just a, like, yeah, this is what I think. And it's like, everyone agrees. And it's everyone's fine. We move on.
1: Everyone everyone nods their head. And then we move on to the next <laughs> new story. In agreement,
0: yeah. Um, shall we move on to the next new story, Kyron?
1: I don't want to bum him out of any more EA, so I think we should. I think we should. And I think we, this next one's going to make us feel pretty happy. So, um,
0: Because it's fucking jolly. This is a jolly story, Karen. This is the definition of jolly right Yeah, here. so uh, obviously we are on the cusp of uh, Sea of Thieves finally coming out, um, which we are both pretty excited for, uh, especially now that we both yeah. own Xbox Ones, and we'll be able to play it.
1: <laughs> I am ready to be a pirate and fire myself out of a cannon. Fuck yeah,
0: I'm ready to get super drunk and just be an absolute <laughs> menace. Now I'll help out for a bit. It's fine. Um, I believe it. So there's been... A, there's, there's Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, there's been a few uh, uh, betas and whatnot that have been going on over the, the past uh, three or four, five months even, I suppose. Um, in fact, there's one coming up. There's a stress test this weekend as well, which I've decided I'm not going to jump into. I'm going to wait for the game. I'm like... I played it at PAX and that was enough for me to go, you know what? This is going to be something fun, I think. So, is it
1: open or is it, because I know a lot of the beta so far have been pre-order or like yeah, games th- preview or something exclusive.
0: I think you're right. This one's for Xbox Insiders.
1: Insiders, that's the one, not yeah. not preview. That's different.
0: This one's there. Yeah. This is the Insiders, yeah. Um, no, because that other game just came to Xbox preview, the deep space rock dwarf mining game. That looks interesting. Sure, I watched a trailer for it. It's you're like you're dwarfs on a like a planet, and you go like mine and shoot aliens, and it looks really fun. It's like four player co op. Um, But yes, speaking of co op, Rare have uh, actually started immortalizing some of their uh, players from these uh, these betas and some of their achievements in the game itself, which is um. Fucking cool! So there's a, a. It's really cool. Over on Eurogamer, there's a there's an article about this, but it's got pictures of, of uh, of, uh, people. So there's one here of a, uh, yeah someone someone fell. Uh, they 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 died by falling from their ship's crow's nest. More than anyone else in a in a play session, so they got immortalized, uh, with their feet sticking out of the ground and like a little grave site, on uh on shipwreck island. Uh, And there's a whole bunch of these up there as well. Um, And it's not just like, you know, everyday players and whatnot as well. Uh, I believe uh, Griffin McElroy from Polygon and uh, also like My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast uh, and just my absolute spirit animal because I fucking adore him. Um, He was notoriously uh, known for eating a banana the wrong way during a Sea of Thieves video during E3 last year by eating it just peel and all, much like the character well, could- does in the game.
1: I was going to say, that's how I do it in the game, isn't it? They eat yeah. the whole thing.
0: <laughs> they just sort of like put it in their mouth and sort of eat it. Like, very video game-esque uh, motions, but uh, Griffin obviously thought it was worthy enough of him to to uh, poke a little bit of fun at. Uh, and now they've immortalised him in the game with a skeleton uh, lying down against the wall with the words Griffin scrawled in it and uh, a banana uh, in his hand, uh, which I think is fucking great, uh, makes me laugh a lot, um, but yeah, this is really cool, like, and I'm wondering if this is going to be like a constant thing, or whether it's going to be like a, so, like something related to servers that you, that you populate, so that's, there'll be more of a chance of you popping up in it, um, to say we're playing together and like, you know, I, I've misfired a cannon more times than anyone else, and and I get like immortalized somewhere in the world for like a week or so.
1: I think this is going to be like a like a thing that happens across the sea of Thieves world, and I think it's also besides being a, an obviously ingenious move, for, for the clear reasons, I just think it's clever because Rare clearly sees that part of the reason CF is going to live or die is community exactly if you foster a good community like you can your game could live for a very long time and this is a very good way to get your community to care and to play and to do really weird things i'm trying to figure i'm scrolling through them now to try and find a really fun one
0: well the, i i i thought i'd read the um the letter from one of the um the uh the like the developers of the game that they posted on the rcf Thieves forums uh it goes Ahoy there Ahoy there forum Early into the development of Sea of Thieves, Rare had decided that they wanted to create the ultimate pirate game experience. A game that would strive to be the most welcoming, fun and inclusive game available with a strong focus on the sacred bond between the crew, their teamwork and laughter. With those ideals set in stone, the team got to work. One way that Rare wanted to celebrate the amazing community was by actually having the community shape the world and leave their mark on the Sea of, Th- on the sea of Thieves it was to the, uh, it was to the surprise of all of us when we began to notice pirates immortalizing the game with in-game easter eggs each tribute has a story a legend a reason why that pirate made their mark on the development of Sea of Thieves and then there's like a list of them below as well of, uh, of some of the, the the most noticeable ones um man this is i i remember, I remember them saying that they wanted to have like a, a uh, they wanted players to sort of have an impact on the world around them i believe when they were talking about the game in one of the interviews that they might have done. Um, And I guess this is what they were talking about. This is really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, genius move because the community is going to be what this game lives or dies by. Uh, Because it's just about jumping in with your friends and being pirates. And this is going to... People are going to have fun just doing stuff. I don't know if this will be a thing they keep adding to, but I honestly think it might be. Maybe not... Frequently, But, like, every now and again, if there's, like, a ridiculous achievement, they might do something. Exactly. And it's, like, it's,
0: it's something you could cycle through as well. Like, you know, I guess if you... If I'm sure you really someone's
1: going to gonna, gonna pick, like, a ridiculous task to try and do immediately when a game comes out. Oh, absolutely. Like, maybe first person to kill a kraken will be, like, marked in the game somewhere oh. in, like, a book or on a scroll or something. Or in a tag Something like that I could see them really sort of... Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the sort of stuff I expect to see them... Immortalize and it's just such a good idea joe i love it oh because
0: like if i think about like I, it's a little bit different but like you know every time we get like a new map in overwatch or something like that it's always fun to go through and look for all these little easter eggs and things like that but the fact that this is like next level where it's this is like honoring people who have played the game and have put in the time and have had those uh those stories to tell and it'd be interesting too if you find one of those in the world. You go, I wonder what happened there, and you like look up that person and try and find out if they've told their story somewhere online. And you can read what actually happened and how it all went down. Like like this
1: one here for a guy whose gamertag is zz detox zz, which is a uh, it's a, at a tavern on Plunder Outpost. It's a brass plaque with the username with his username and drinking spot is printed on it. He uh, got that for drinking a lot of grog in one play session. <laughs> so they they immortalized him on a plaque. That's as great. a
0: drunk. That's great.
1: <laughs> I'm sure some people will have like issues about it, like, because it is legitimately his gamer tag on a plaque in a pirate game. Maybe it's breaking immersion. Who cares? It's fun.
0: Oh, but this is the thing, like it- this game is like there, there's a, a certain level of immersion you're expecting from this game. Like you said, this is a game where it, when it comes down to it about having fun and even like they said in that letter as well like it's it's about being, being built on laughter and 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 teamwork and having fun with your friends and that's the the thing that I'm most excited for because I mean I like just have the, all the, all the fun times that we have playing overwatch together and stuff like that like when we're all cooperating and, and working together those are exhilarating and fun and sometimes hilarious times that we've had putting that into like an open world pirate game. Oh my God. The things we're going to get up to. It's terrifying.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited to be a pirate. Hell
0: yes. yes. I want to show you my map car. I just going to constantly show you my map.
1: Like the first thing I'm doing is jumping in a cannon and firing myself. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're going to fire if someone's going to like light it for you. Current, I'm just going to have to
0: current. Re- oh, you got me. I'll light it for you.
1: You know, you Thanks, know man. I will. As long as I'm fired towards the island and not the ocean, we're going to we, we're going to get. That's all I
0: ask. We're going to get real drunk first, the two of us. We're just going to get real drunk, <laughs> and then I'm going to. You're going to get in that cannon. I'm going to light that shit.
1: And then we're going to mutiny. Fucking an a, and we're
0: going to avoid being taken to the brig. Oh, man, I'm so excited. So much fun. It's, get, it's
1: really close, Joel. It's like a few weeks <gasps> oh, away now. Oh,
0: yeah, it is. Yes, it is. But... Um, I just...
1: I have to say, I am prepared for the opening few days where we can't play it because of the servers oh, that happen.
0: We're going to get fucking ruined. Because
1: this is like... It's
0: a Play Anywhere title as well, so there's also going to be all the PC users trying to access the same servers, I assume.
1: And because of game pass Joel there's oh, going to be so many yeah. people playing this game it's going to be impossible to get it working mm. for at least the first couple of days but i'm ready for that i i prepared myself for that
0: this is the first like real like big uh like of those titles that um xbox are putting on the uh game pass
1: well especially cuz it's like day and date when it comes new, out yeah, that's why it's going to be one. huge
0: I wonder what the um what the preload's going to be like on it. I hope they have a, a decent time amount, amount of time for preloading.
1: I mean, usually it's a few days or mm. maybe a week or so.
0: Well, even on my trashing it should be fine. Um, but I'm sure you'll hear us talk all about Sea of Thieves and our our tales of being of the pirate life. In a few weeks. Maybe we'll, we'll have
1: like a, a temporary segment where we talk about our pirate adventures. I think we should. For a few weeks. I think
0: we should. Because we, we kind of, we've kind of done that with all these sort of like, you know, games as a service games. When we first play them, like we do it with Overwatch, we do it with Destiny, it's Monster Hunter we've done it with. Like it's, I think this is the next one that we have our own our little pirate segment. Pretty keen. So excited. Well, I think it's about time we rounded it out this episode with some uh, lovely questions. From our listeners. Don't you think?
1: I think? It sounds good and I'm I know it's a theme with the two questions we got. We have a game to play as well, but the two questions are themed.
0: Yes, yeah. Two questions are themed and we have a game which is uh I feel something we might come back to on in future episodes because it is fucking great. Um but starting with our, our two uh themed questions, uh we have uh, the first one from Mr Broderick Cortez co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast, uh, which, do you like television shows? Because if you do, you should absolutely listen to this uh, podcast. Uh, Broad and Damask know their shit. They are amazing. They, like, you'll learn something about some of your favorite TV shows and uh, maybe even get interested in watching some new stuff that uh, you might not have heard about before, which is uh, pretty cool. Um They've just recently revamped the format of their show, and I feel like it's a it's a really good format at the moment. They do like a spoiler-free review and then deep dive. So you can sort of maybe get a taste about it. If it's something you haven't watched before, get a bit of a taste for it, and then um, maybe go check it out yourself and come back to the episode at another point, which is really cool. Uh, this week's episode is the, uh, the Good Place Season 2, which you've heard us talk about The Good Place before because we both really, really like that show. It's a really good show. It's a really it's a good, very show. good show. Mm. Um, So if you're a bit of a fan of Michael Shaw uh, and things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Parks and Rec or, or even The Office, which I finished watching this week... I don't know what to do with my life now. I'm really sad. I used to come home from work and just watch some episodes of The Office and I don't have that anymore. The answer is um,
1: honestly, watch more Brooklyn Nine-Nine if you haven't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I think that's that's next on my list. I'm actually going to go watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm into season in um, four
1: right now and I, man, I'm still blown away by how much I'm enjoying this show.
0: Yeah, I hear it, get, it gets even better. Um, I, I hear the most recent season was really good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, man, The Office is just such a fucking sensational show, I I just, if you're one of those people that sort of were a little bit turned off by the fact that it's like, no, but the UK Office is really good, why do we need an American one, it's gonna be pretty terrible, like, honestly, it, when it, it becomes its own thing, like, towards the end of the first season, and then from then on, it just gets from strength, goes from strength to strength, and, I, like, I don't think there are other shows out there that I have as much as, like... I have a, such an emotional attachment to the characters on. And I'm heavily invested in, in where their characters and their lives went throughout the course of that show. And it's just... And the the ending is just perfect. It wraps up everything the way it should be. And it's just... 10 out of 10. But if you want to hear... uh them talk about the other Michael Shore show, The Good Place, go and listen to Hunting Seasons. Uh, it's a fantastic podcast. Um, so, yeah, give them some love. But, Broad asks us this week, Overwatch has too many characters. Ten characters need to be scrubbed from the game. Who should be removed and why? Consider how these exclusions will affect overall game balance. Now, we've had a bit of a, co- a, a, bit of a talk about this, and we feel like ten's a little... It's a, it's a little harsh. it's a lot.
1: It's, it, at this point, nearly a third of a roster. and Exactly. Um, and so so we, we
0: came up with a bit of a compromise. We thought we'd pick one each from each uh, category. Uh, so that's obviously uh, DPS, support, uh, defense, and tanks. So we might overlap a little bit. So it might not be a perfect eight characters that we get rid of but um it's probably gonna come fairly close so shall we uh shall we start at the top karen sure
1: let's kill some dps
0: let's kill some dps uh all right what what's what's your pick karen
1: my pick is reaper reaper all right fair enough yep and it's i i'm not gonna offer much in a way of game balance because the main thing that pisses me off about Reaper. And again, it's it's part of his character. I hate the the old uh, like rafing out of so many times. I'm so close to killing him. And he's just like, nah, yep. Bali. I'm like, but I had you. I that's had, that's fair. I had you, man. And he just like he'll just he just rafes up and just glides away and you're like, Okay. See ya. See ya like in like a couple of minutes, dude. <laughs> when you heal up (laughs) also no engaging him in close quarters just makes me unhappy
0: oh yeah if you're if you're up close especially if you're like a support character like those those shotguns are fucking nuts like they are just insane um we should probably also get say that this this list could get a little personal in terms of, like, it might not be in terms of, like, what characters do we feel, like, should see, get removed? That makes me,
1: that makes me scared as to what Joel's got up his sleeve.
0: Uh, no, you, you've got nothing to worry about, Karen. I'm sorry, I'm not that nasty. Oh, God, I can see
1: you're going to offend know... someone else we know. Mate, actually, I don't think I will. Oh, but there's something to worry about. Like, I don't think I've picked any Yeah, I think we're Karen. fine. Like, maybe one of mine might make I
0: meant no, it's going to get it's going to get personal in terms of like our personal preference of characters oh. that we
1: don't, that we <laughs> don't like when, I, when yeah. I think about game balance I, I didn't make the game really yeah true and um, my so knowledge we'll of Overwatch we'll... I'm an Overwatch enthusiast and I, I play a bit of competitive and I watch League but I'm still mm-hmm. not paying that much attention to it really
0: exactly we're not we're not like you know super coming up with like whiteboards full of strategies and whatnot nope um new uh but yeah so reaper you reckon
1: yeah again like i said it's just because he breaks my heart every time when i'm gonna finish him off and he just rapes out uh, ironically i i'm not doing it because of the tried and true peak over a ledge drop down death blossom combination because i still think that's art I oh yeah uh, it's, the- it's true art when you do that as a reaper player especially when it's play the game think- and you just see you see the peak and you're like yeah. All right. I'll drop down there and. Yep. Cool. I love that.
0: The uh, <laughs> the 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 patented sneaky reapy. Sneaky,
1: um, sneaky reapy.
0: <laughs> but you know you're right. It, it's great too though. When like if you if you get killed by it, but then you watch like the the kill cam, and you see it's particularly cre- creative and how they've done it. You're like, all right, well done. You've done well there. I'll give you that one. Um, and uh, yeah, cool. All right. Shall I, uh, shall I drop yeah. my bombshell?
1: Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I feel I feel like I know who you're going to kill, but let's get it over with. Uh,
0: I'm going to get rid of Doomfist. Doomfist? Okay, wait, why Doomfist? Yeah. I don't... He's interesting. He's an interesting character, and it's cool to have, like, sort of a, a melee-based... Another melee-based, sorry, uh, character in the roster, especially as a DPS, and he is particularly, like, useful... But for me personally, I don't see him enough to be Every time I I, I, I he's popping up a lot more now, especially cuz he's being used um somewhat frequently in league. So I like, I but I just don't see him. I uh, I don't think he would be all that missed if he was not there. As I mean, harsh as that sounds.
1: It's harsh cuz like he wasn't in the original lineup. I just to put our two yeah. choices against one another, I would I would keep Doomfist over Reaper because Reaper shoots and so many heroes shoot Doomfist True. has like yeah. his cool like uppercut and meteor smash and like I love the cone damage I'm like I, I just love seeing a cone when I'm up in the air when he's about to do his ground slammers it's, it's just I kind of like that he was a bit different
0: yeah, it, it, he's definitely a different character and it's cool, but like if I'm looking at it from like a purely strategic point of view, like I I feel I I just I feel like he wouldn't be all that missed if he was cut from the roster. Um just in terms of like team makeup and and seeing him pop up in play anyway. Um did you think I was going to pick Genji? I thought
1: you were going to pick Genji.
0: Yeah, look, I look. I've been turned around a little bit on Genji. I still think he's a fucking pest, but that's that's the point of him. Um, and, but after watching some people play like in league who really know how to play Genji, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like a masterful when you watch them play, like, oh boy, And you get, when you see them get off the play and just absolutely, utterly destroys a team and just undoes them. It's just insane. And I hate being on the other end of that, but, um. <laughs> Who doesn't? You gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, you gotta give credit where credit's due. Um but yeah, I'm gonna stick with Doomfist. As cool of a character as he is. He's still very good, and I am glad he's in the roster, but yeah. That's my pick there. Alrighty, shall we go to our defense heroes?
1: Yeah. This one, I mean, my my choice was obvious for anyone who knows me. But I, I did try to look at the the offerings of heroes in the defense category. I realize I don't yep. play defense heroes. So <laughs> big old shoulder shrug to this class in general, really. And I would just I play one defense hero. Yeah. That's, that's all I play. I, <laughs> uh, I would just get rid of May because yep. again, she just makes me unhappy. And it, from, again, from a gameplay standpoint, I just can't stand characters who make me, not able to play the game and that's all she right. does. I get that she has her uses for stalling on the point and stuff like that, but I just don't like characters that stop me from playing the game. I just don't. Yep. That's like, totally if... fair. And yeah, that's it. I just hate me. I hate her so much.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if I, could, say. I I I've lost I've lost count of the amount of times that you've actually said while we were playing, it's like, can we just get rid of May from the game already? Just like, get
1: rid of her. Just take her out. The game would lot. be better. I, it's I'm, a lot. She's so annoying. Just because um, it's just a freezing or like change that somehow instead of what they did do, which was they made, made it more effective. Thumbs up, I guess. Uh, yeah, just get rid of her. Just toss her in the bin. Yay. Yay. All right. Fair enough. Short and sweet
0: <laughs> with that one. I like it. Um, well, I'm going to get rid of Hanzo. <laughs> now, because Hanzo, fuck, fuck his scattershot. I just fuck his scattershot and fuck him. And he's a character I don't know how to use. <laughs> and he's got a smug face. I
1: don't like him. Him and his dumb brother. I mean, out of the two snipers, he is the one I see picked least, even in league. I, I saw, I saw like yeah. a valiant team member whipped out a Hanzo briefly last week. Um, that seemed to to get some sort of reaction from the crowd and the commentators. But I just, yeah, and even in, I mean, in competitive games, obviously, very odd Hanzos. But I mean, it's hard to say on consoles because I feel like judging the sniper classes is better done on PC. And I just think yeah. that Widowmaker as a sniper. Her options and the damage she can do. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, her Ooh, ultimate yeah. is sort of a, a, an ability that Hanzo has out the gate, but. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, also,
0: to like, Hanzo's almost become a little bit of a joke now. He really like, has. It's. Uh, and I, all, I almost feel bad for him. <laughs> um. Because he's actually, as a character, he's interesting. Like, his backstory, like, the dragon short is actually really good. I actually really like that short.
1: And bows um, are cool.
0: Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And his character design's great. He's got some great costumes. Um, but fucking every time I hear, Ruga I'm like, oh, just
1: fuck off. Especially. Like, just fuck and off. And you know what, Joel? It's almost worse when he just misses it completely. You're like, come on, man. Yeah, especially if he's on
0: your team. Oh, yeah. And if if it's someone who's fucking picked them, when clearly we don't need a fucking sniper, and you've just got... You're sticking with your Hanzo, and you you know they're only picking him because they want to get their dragons off, and then they fuck it up, and you're like, are are you happy with yourself now?
1: Was it worth it? Fucking (laughs) happy?
0: Yeah, exactly. This has turned into like Overwatch bashing session. It's getting very
1: personal with our teammates who we don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of okay with it though. <laughs> it's kind of cathartic in a way. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Hanzo, Hanzo and may are gone. They're out. Time yeah, to kill eighty five thousand.
1: Time to kill a tank, Joel. This is the category I've got now, the most stakes in.
0: Yeah, this is where things get a little bit more interesting for me. The, the this the next the next category in particular. But um. But yeah, tank heroes. What do you what do you go for, me, Kyron?
1: So out of the tanks, I decided I. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably take out Reinhardt. Really? Yeah, yeah. His role as a shield is cool. But again, in my opinion, I just, even though it doesn't last as long, I just prefer the shielding that Orisa can offer as well as a gun. I'm I'm kind of a sucker for the flexi heroes. Like, we just had Brigitte added and she's like a flex support sort of tank with her little shield. Orisa sort yep. of has the DPS output as well as her barrier shields. And I just, and Reinhardt is cool. I love his design. I love his sweet, like, yep. jet booster on his hammer and his back. But also I've seen a lot of Reinhardts just charge off of edges and it just makes me sad. <laughs> it totally wasn't
0: me the other night when we were playing Quick Play. It definitely wasn't me. It yeah, definitely wasn't me. I, I believe you, Joel. It totally but, wasn't me.
1: But yeah, if I had to pick the a tank, enemy team, yeah. I just I think th- I think
0: you're, I think you're right. I think that's actually a a, a decent pick. I probably would go with that myself. I he's, think, like what you said, he's 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 just a shield, and he doesn't really have much else going for him.
1: Like granted, really. as far as being a shield goes, like again, as much as as, as much as I love Arissa's temporary shield, uh, his shield yeah. offers more protection, and you can have more guns firing from behind it. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just out of all the tanks, he's the one I would probably look at and go, "Yeah, Arisa fills some of your role, and the other tanks are just sort of more interesting to me, at least." So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get rid of Reinhardt.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Reinhardt as well. I'm gonna have to ride that coattail. <laughs> was that your um, answer so was,
1: originally? I,
0: was, uh, I didn't. I actually didn't really have one. I was like, I'll just wing that one on the spot. Um, but I think that like it definitely makes the most sense really, if we had to get rid of one. Um, I mean, the rest of them are just way too important. If you've got someone who's good as them, like,
1: I mean, a good Reinhardt is still good, but ab-
0: absolutely. But I think in terms of like engagement as well, like it, as someone who, play, if you play a Reinhardt, like it, you've got one job and that's all you've got to do. Basically. And let's just hold that shield up and try and hold the fort. Um, yeah, sorry, Ryan Hart. catchphrase. That's all I got to say about that.
1: He's got some. Oh, he's just again a lot. Like, he's got a lot of great skins. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He's 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 a he's a very cool character. He, he's so jolly as well. That's what I love about him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I need to re-watch his short again though. I, I I've only watched it the once, and it was when I was sitting in um, Hong Kong airport during our uh, BluesCon on the oh, way yeah. to Japan. You should
1: definitely watch it again. It deserves better. I that. need
0: to watch it again. Yeah. Um, cause it was good. And also, especially cause it's got Brigitte in it as well. So, um,
1: yeah. Talk about probably the most obvious hero that we're going to add. Oh, maybe besides, yeah. the best, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or even Sombra as well was pretty obvious. And drawn out. I
1: mean, the summer thing was obvious because it was so drawn out, Like, but for yep. every year like almost from the first thing they posed to people, were like, oh, cool, well, it's Torbjorn's daughter.
0: She's yeah, the Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Yep.
0: Yep. Cool, alright. Final category, Karen. Support class.
1: Symmetra's dead. She's gone, in the bin. Yep. First of uh, all, I reckon that's... Not a healer. Nope. Secondly, she has a teleporter, but the second that... Or a shield generator, but the second they go down... You can almost count on the DPS from the other side, side, tracking it down, destroying it, and just sort of negating her ultimate. Her turrets are useful, but again, I just no. And And (laughs) also, I fucking hate,
0: I just fucking hate her fucking auto-lock-on with her stupid gun.
1: That was going to be the personal reason I was going to ring up. The auto-lock-on and the damage it does over time and its range and just a lot of Symmetra in general makes me unhappy Yep, and I just think I that, that, in my opinion, my personal feelings towards the balance of the game would be much better if she was just gone.
0: It, especially because, like you and I, like I, I probably play most of all probably support classes, and you play mainly tanks. So you're a big target, and I'm made of wet paper. So if, if a Symmetra gets in anywhere well, near either of us, we're fucked. As, like, a di-
1: as a Diva main, if I find myself faced with a Symmetra, I'm like, well, my f- my defense matrix can't do anything, so I'm just going to have to hope I can cut her down as I watch my health get taken away in bigger <laughs> chunks every second she holds her thing down. I'm like, maybe I should run. Oh, I can't. She's slowing me down. Cool. Yep. Ah. And then I die. you
0: just like you're just like where's the eject button I'll just get out now I'll just I'm out
1: I'll just hop out of my mech and you can just finish me off and I'll go back to spawn and get my mech back it's fine Shoot don't worry about Symmetra
0: red FO button you piece I'm just, of fucking shit I'm generally just
1: taken to just not engaging Symmetras I and mean, that's probably how you're supposed to do it as a tank or especially as a diva because you have not not much in the way of defense against so just get some range and micro missile wear. but anytime I'm stuck in the heat of battle and just like gotta kill everyone oh a Symmetra Cool, on am Oh,
0: bye. Yeah, no. Symmetra was my pick too. Because fuck her. Um, <laughs> and, oh Jesus, I just and the sound of a gun, just like it triggers me every time I hear it. Like I just hear that, and I'm like, ah, get like a a nervous twitch. Like <laughs> my eyeball starts to twitch in its in my skull, and it just fucking drives me insane. Ugh.
1: Joel, we only killed six. I feel like we should nearly pick one more reach, just to just to give the eight we at least promised. One more overall? Yeah. All
0: right. And, and it was it was mainly me too because I bitched out and 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 didn't pick one for two categories. So, all right, all right, here we go.
1: This is like um, this is like the the, I think I would call him bingo. But it's like the empty the empty one. It's like this is a freebie. This is the extra hero we're gonna kill.
0: Alright, cool, yeah. This is the bonus round one. Um. Um. Uh, was the most least useful. I'm going to get rid of Bastion.
1: <laughs> I was looking at him. He's a tarot. Yeah.
0: yeah. We've already got a turret. It's Torbjorn, and he's much more versatile. Ah, uh, actually, that's a lie. Like, yeah. Bastion is... Bastion is a decent character, but also, if we're talking personal reasons as well, every time we see a Bastion pop up, we're always just like, oh, fucking Bastion, are you serious? Why would you pick a fucking Bastion on this? And yeah.
1: I've seen oh. too many attack Bastions in my day, and, like, they work sometimes. Oh. But- you've got to
0: be you've, you've got to be working together. Like, you've got to have, like, a a decent Reinhardt, except in our game when, when Reinhardt doesn't exist anymore. But, like, you've got to
1: have... <laughs> Orisa can shield him.
0: Orisa, yeah. So you have an Orisa there. Um, and, like, try and get set up that way. But I also, like, Bastions are great for me as a Zenyatta player because I like sniping them. I like, oh. from across the map, if you see, like, one trying to be smart and, like, look at me, I'm in turret mode, look how good my gun is. I'll just sit across the map and go, Discord, bang, 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 bang. bang. Oh, you're dead. Are oh, you trying to heal? Nah, sorry. You're dead. Oh, you even- watch them, like, transform out of it and try and run away. You're like, you come back here, motherfucker.
1: Even as a phara player, like, Getting behind them and above them and yeah. shooting in the back, and then watching them like <laughs> desperately fling in their turret and go, Where's the Pharaoh? Like, that's it is fun, but also, yep. no,
0: no. And watching a Genji just tear one apart with like deflect, like, yeah. oh, it's just magical. If they do it right, you see like a dumb bastion player that just like goes, that sits in like turret mode and just blasts away, and along comes a Genji and just goes, ding, 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 and you just see like bash and fall apart. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of Bastion.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess... For my... Ne- I guess I'll... It's going a heavy heart when I do this, because like the rest of the cast I genuinely pretty much love. Mm-hmm. I'd probably get rid of Anna.
0: That was on my list as well. It was between Anna, Anna Bastion, and uh, McCree for me. But
1: oh, poor McCree, poor Cowboy, poor Matt Mercer. I
0: know, I know, and that's why I yeah Matt Mercer is awesome. But yeah, no, Anna was was going to be my my support pick, um, which in our game would leave us with one sniper.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't really think Anna should be used as the sniper like Widowmaker or Hanzo would be. No, no. But when it comes to doing a role as a healer as well, again, a lot of this is going to come from console Overwatch because that's what I play. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a bad Ana is terrible for your team.
0: Yeah, the accuracy required is sometimes not possible on the console like, that you. Like you,
1: granted, you, she she can glass your team to heal them, and blocking mm-hmm. healing is also pretty useful as so is a nano boost. But and her sleep dart as well. Her sleep dart's insulting, especially if you get hit by sleep, it. Yeah. Again, as yeah. a Dita during, player,
0: during ultimate, yeah.
1: As a Dita player, I get put to sleep a lot. If there's an honor in the game, and I, I'm almost definitely going to be asleep at least two or three times, <laughs> and, <laughs> out of nowhere. I, got,
0: I was playing Winston the other night when we were playing quick play because I was like I was just tooling around with Winston, and I finally got um my uh my angry monkey. And I activated it and immediately got sleep darted and I was just like, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> you piece of shit. Anna.
1: <laughs> fucking sitting across the map like laughing her ass off with her fucking sleep dart. <laughs> oh you piece of shit. See that and the thing is, that's impressive because the sleep dart's got a lot of drop on it. You've got to be real careful with the accuracy on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh again, I just think there are other healers that sort of feel that role better. Mm-hmm. As a sniper, I think for a sniper, I, well, I mean, only Widowmaker now, I guess, but would it make it <laughs> really, would make she's it. a really good sniper, man. And she's got a grappling true. hook. And that's the other thing. Anna sort of feels like she's sort of tethered to the ground, which is, yeah. I guess, different for a sniper, which is interesting. But it also sort of harms her usefulness in some ways. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Even if she was able to get a little bit higher as well in, in terms of like maneuverability and maybe not to like the ridiculous places that fucking Widowmaker can perch herself but oh yeah like um, that's
1: the thing she is she is older than most of the cast of course yeah so she shouldn't be doing anything super athletic but I don't know I feel like something would be good
0: yeah. even if like she had like a grapple hook as well but she had to stand like next to a wall and fire it straight up almost like I don't know I don't know how you'd do it but doesn't matter because she's gone
1: yeah sorry Anna. I play as your daughter a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just killed your mother. Uh, she was um,
1: already suspected dead anyway.
0: Yeah, it's true, yeah. So just finishing the job. Um, well, thank you, Brod, for your question. And forcing us to kill off, you know, some characters that we actually really like. Because um, we've established now that Brod wants to, like, inspire discord between... Between us and and things that we like. Now he's the the chaos engine to our, our podcast. See, I, don't,
1: I don't think that question would have worked for this, just because I know that the some of the characters I play as you like, so I'm pretty safe.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Although,
1: like, I, I, I
0: actually like most of the characters you play as. I like, even though I don't play as like Farah, I still like her as a character. I think she's more useful. I won't lie. Than, say, uh,
1: I I was sweating briefly after these Sombra changes. I'm like, he could kill Sombra, could get rid of her. I I was
0: thinking about it, honestly. She was, again, another one on my list.
1: I've had a lot of colourful language concerning Sombra in the last couple of matches we've been playing, so...
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, there was that one match in particular where I was just getting destroyed by I didn't know who (laughs) I was playing as. I just couldn't make any progress because fucking Sombra was everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> just everywhere and but also also we had we had like two potatoes playing with us as well so like actual real life potatoes so um there was that
1: <laughs> i mean it makes it more difficult
0: yeah yeah it does um they no opposable thumbs uh anyway thank you bro for your question uh and like i said go check out hunting seasons it is a great podcast. Speaking of uh I guess this week's episode of Hunting Seasons brings us to our next question asker, um which is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the the god himself, Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick, wonderful designer of all that graphic design work, uh has drawn some amazing pictures of us over the last couple of weeks. Um I'm actually terrified of you in that picture that you got for winning last week, Kyrie.
1: You need to watch Fullmetal Alchemist, man.
0: I I know, but it just like you, you look terrifying in it and it, it 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 makes me nervous every time I look at it. I feel it's I all the, it, it's like lose my face. All
1: these years of survival horror has toughened me.
0: <laughs> and I I love that the real survival horror is this game. Um it was a great touch there. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, stupidly talented and just amazing as a person and as an artist. And uh, you can also find him on Hunting Season this week uh, talking about The Good Life. The Good Life, The Good Place.
1: Good Place. Where did you pull a good life from?
0: I have no idea. I actually have no idea where that came from. Um, maybe I was thinking about Kanye. I don't know. Um, Stop, yeah. So talking about, <laughs> Talking about Good Place Season 2. Um, but... Sean asks us, Overwatch needs more characters, especially because we've just killed a whole bunch of them. We did just get Kedens rid of about out. eight of them. Yeah, so we do need some more characters, but... He says, Overwatch needs more characters. Give us your pitch for a new character you'd like to see and play as. Claren? Jetpack Cat. Already cut, let's, hap- let's, let's make it happen. Nah, no, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Jetpack Cat doesn't need a new name. It's just Jetpack Cat. You know, that's what you call it. And it's going to be a blatant ripoff of Rocket Raccoon.
1: Oh my from God. From Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no. None of this feels nah. like Overwatch, man.
0: Nah, nah, it does. It does. Less, less cursy, less sweary. Let's put it that way. Like, slightly less disgruntled. Still a little bit of an old codger, but like, less disgruntled. I was thinking more as like, he's like, like they'd be like a tinkerer. So maybe could build... Like the, their ultimate is like building like a, a bomb, so they could use their jetpack to get across behind, build bombs and sort of disrupt from behind enemy lines. It's sort of like Beaver's
1: mech exploding.
0: Yeah, but with like less skill involved.
1: Not <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like it could be cool if there's an ultimate where you could sort of plant a bomb. Yeah, uh, for that's later what I thought.
0: And you've still got to be sneaky about it as well because, like, you know, there'd be, like, a timer and it's, like, you'd have to, like... It'd be, like, a maybe, like, a three-second, four-second timer for you to actually set the charge. But you also
1: know that most of it would be just hidden under something in the point. True.
0: True. But maybe, like, Sombra could hack it.
1: No, I mean, she can hack Marissa's, like... Attack drums, so yeah,
0: so like that'd be cool. So there is a counter to it as well. That's what I've got: jetpack cat, jetpack, and they they, they don't talk, and only only Torbjorn knows how to communicate with it.
1: Uh, excuse me, what? just Torbjorn, only Torbjorn. Yeah, just just Torbjorn. What about the character who was seen tinkering with a cat in a video recently? who also was just added to Overwatch. Well, okay. Come on, man.
0: Yep, sure. Fine.
1: (sighs) God damn it. So Jetpack Cat is your answer. Jetpack Cat is mine. (sighs) I I scaled my mind. And like a lot of the things I came up with, like Overwatch has ticked those boxes. Get crazy with it then, Clarence. No, <laughs> no. I, Overwatch has a really good roster, man. It does, it does. I was looking for the cut heroes to see if there was anything they could like fully realise or flesh out. Nah, they're all good, leave them on the cut-room floor, nothing super interesting there. Except for Jetpack Cat. <sighs> Except for Jetpack Cat. <laughs> Jetpack Cat. Yep. It's never going to happen, but we'll let you live in that dream world. <laughs>
0: I fucking just want... when Overwatch is on its last legs, like it's the last character to get announced. It's like fuck it, here it is, go for it, and I'll be I'll be a happy man. I'll buy all the merchandise. I'll buy all the plushies. I'll buy it all. It's mine. Jetpack cat, give me now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I went through over it in my head. I got I've got a mech pilot in Diva. Mm-hmm. I've got a sweet power suited. Uh woman in Farrah, which fills my mm-hmm. Samus criteria. Right. I've got a super badass, like stylized, super stylish, like side cut hacker in Sombra. Mm-hmm. I can, if I want to shoot sweet Kamehameha out of my hands, I could play as Moira and build her ultimate. Like they've sort of ticked a box boxes. I can honestly think of off the top of my head. Even, even a paladin got in there just recently with Brigitte. True. Yeah, And like that was that's a just a cool idea. And I just I can't think of anything else. A blizzard. What about a, a p- character
0: with like a sweet trick weapon? Like like a bloodborne esque trick weapon. Less gnarly, like less, less soul cleaver, more Pixar. Like
1: <laughs> Bastion is sort of a trick weapon. That's actually very true. Bastion <laughs> is a trick weapon. He is a yeah. tank. And a turret, and also a walking robot with a really lousy AR.
0: He's also significantly less cooler than than any
1: trick weapon in those That's games. That's true. But... That is also true.
0: But it'd be cool if, yeah, like it, it, it was like like I mean, if you took a character like not exactly, but like took inspiration from something like Ruby, like because all of those characters have like ranged weapons that like turn into melee weapons. That'd be interesting. Maybe to have like a sniper that like has a sniper rifle, but then could switch to like a blade for close combat, just in, in like you know, in a pinch, would
1: mm. be kind of cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Blizzard make the heroes, man. They're doing, they're killing it.
0: That's true. Yeah that they're, they're doing they're doing their job, and we're not getting hired anytime soon, so it's <laughs> totally fine.
1: Well, considering your suggestion, they already already looked at and were like. Jeff Kaplan was I just will, like nah, nah. I will help them flesh it out. I will help them flesh it out. I'll be like jetpack cat, let's go. Let's just like-, like march into Jeff Kaplan's office and just be like, hear me out. Jetpack
0: cat, make it happen. <laughs> Where's my jetpack cat?
1: <laughs> I know that you cut jetpack cat, but what if you didn't cut jetpack? Cat? <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but, but what if it existed again? <laughs> And I got to play as a jetpack cat. <laughs> oh
1: my god! And he's just like, oh. well, "What do we, what do we call it?" And you're like, "Well, you just call it jetpack cat." That's like get too name's fancy there. There. The names there, and they're like, "All right, well, how's it play?"
0: I'm like, "Are you familiar with the film Guardians of the Galaxy?" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this got silly real fast. How? Um, I mean,
1: we've got to be getting to a point where we're going to get a talking animal character besides Winston soon, right?
0: Surely. Surely, you'd think. Yeah, I actually. They, uh, to be fair, I had um, I was talking to a friend of mine actually, uh, Tonky, who's asked questions on the show before. Good friend of ours. Um, he was talking about a potential idea for a character that he had was, which was um, because he was interested in bringing up the Winston things and and the uh, the other monkey that was on, one of the other monkeys that was on the lunar, uh, Horizon lunar base. Um. And, and as, like, a smaller character, so, like, a smaller, kind of almost like a baby monkey that could run around, um, and, like, attach themselves to other heroes to sort of give them buffs. And I was like, that'd be kind of cool to have, like, you know, like, solely based around, like, buffing characters, like, like, so you jump around, like, you'd ride on the back of, say, like, a Winston or, like, a D.Va, and you, know, like, you jump up on top, and then, like, you can activate certain things almost like uh Lucio, I guess. Uh different kinds of buffs that you can you can deal out, like maybe quicker move speed or um healing or damage boost. Um yeah, something like that. And when he was talking about it, I'm like, that's kinda cool. I like that idea.
1: That's a creative choice. Like that's that's interesting. I don't know. Mm. I'd be really I would I would be open to that idea. I would be worried about yeah i don't know it's a cool idea i like it. i'm trying to think of how how you feel if you picked that hero and you're sort of like i guess if your team was moving together and you could have yeah interesting idea yeah
0: obviously if you kept them like sort of uh still super mobile as well so um maybe they could like launch themselves like a jump like winston's but it was able to be used a lot quicker and and to cover more ground or something i don't know um but yeah, because like we've got a lot of big characters. We don't have any small characters. And a lot of MOBAs, I know it's not quite a MOBA, but like a lot of MOBAs and things like that have like really small characters that are all about giving buffs and, and support characters.
1: Can mm. you imagine trying to hit this thing?
0: Exactly. That's the thing. Like you'd have to have a like Zenyata to put like Discord on it and maybe like try and splash damage it with a like a Pharah or even Diva's rockets. Just to try and put it down. I don't know. That'd be kinda of cool though. Interesting.
1: Mm, but it would it would nearly need to have not much health to make up for being if it's depending on how mm. small you know how small it is.
0: Yeah exactly. I think yeah to to, to counter it it'd be like it would probably be the, the character with the least amount of health. And it'd be a really tricky character to play. But it'd be kinda of cool. Anyway, thank you Sean for your question. Um it was a lot of fun. And now all I'm thinking about is jetpack cats. So I can tell. I, I
1: yeah. Let's get a, a, a count on how many times it said jetpack cat in like the last Karen, five, ten I've minutes. I've got it.
0: I've got it. Jetpack cat mixed with the tiny monkey idea. Done. Ship it. Cut. Print. <laughs> ship there it. There we go. Yep. Ship it. It's done.
1: Get on the PTR.
0: Yep. Get it up. It's up there now, Karen. Console's got PTR now, only for this character, though. Can't play as Brigitte, can play as Jetpack Cat.
1: I want to play as Brigitte, though. Nah, Jetpack
0: Cat. That's fine, I'll play as Jetpack Cat. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, rounding out our episode this week, uh, we've got a wonderful game that was actually submitted last week from your housemate, Mr. Brennan Hill. Um, But we thought it deserved the time and uh, respect That it uh, deserves. So we thought we'd we'd move it to this week. Uh, And we may come back to it because it's pretty... uh, It's it's a pretty good one. So, Brennan says to us, This is a combo-making game for the next game you have to play to completion. However, you only get to pick the genre and one modifier. And your handsome co-host gets to add a second modifier. You can add one too, but then they get to add another bonus points if you name your finished title so uh should we read through the list of genres and then modifiers sort of um,
1: yeah i guess i was, I was trying to think like, it would be cool if we're surprised but it's, it's important that everyone knows what we're dealing with here my god yeah yep yep
0: there's a and i feel like uh, like brendan if you're listening i feel like you need to add to this list so we can draw from this game in the future um, because holy shit, some of these things are fucking great. Uh, so the, the list of genres we've got are survival horror, match gem puzzler, arcade racer, immersive first-person sim, ARPG, visual novel, grand strategy, cricket, in parentheses, just cricket, uh, and open world. And, and then the modifiers that we have are real-time weapon change, uh, on mobile, based on historical events, Subversive post game, one hundred hours long, riddled with bugs, cybernetic upgrades. In the time of cholera, a harem anime in handcuffs. The whole game, PS one aesthetic, perma death, There are too many wolves. Wolves are helpful, but there are none now. They're two separate ones. They're just separate. They're the same thing. Yeah. They're separate. They're separate modifiers. Um. Deep Economic Management. Absurd Plastic oh, Accessory. You missed one. Oh, I did, sorry. Uh, unnecessarily Detailed Weather Simulation. Uh, and then we've got that, as in the uh, automated Targeting System from Fallout. Uh, fog Gates. Amiibo Support. Characters Only Shout. <laughs> social Links. And finally, Narrated by Jeff Goldblum. Oh, man. Um... So, <laughs> with those with those out in the wild, um who wants to go first? Huh?
1: I'm going to set you up for a fun one because I'm going to pick two but boy, just thinking about the two of them going together just makes me unhappy. So, the oh, genre right, is cool. visual novel. Fantastic. And the modifier is characters only shout. <laughs> Like imagine imagine playing a visual novel, a game that is only really pictures and voiceover, has only shouting.
0: It's just all it's all it's all caps like all the time. Yeah, just brilliant. Um, so this is the next game that you have to play to completion, Kyron.
1: Yep. What are you um, going to do to it, Joel? I, I'm um, giving you a um, gimme here, so. Know, next I one's going to be a bit more so, serious. There's,
0: a, I, I know, there's so many good ones, though. I know. What's it going to be? So many good ones.
1: Visual novel characters only shout. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to go with there are too many wolves,
1: Kyron. So it's a visual novel where characters <laughs> only shout set in the world with too many wolves. There's too many wolves. Which kind of, like, it... it
0: it gives justification to the shouting
1: or does it make it more absurd because the wolves will for them quicker find out where they
0: are mm, that's a good point because mm.
1: you don't that's know a... how
0: like the, the, the wolves could be like pretty docile but like if everyone's the shouting shouted, they're gonna yeah, be, mm, yeah. Mm. it's tricky Joel I just thought because I thought there'd be lots of wolves around so they're probably people are probably getting attacked by wolves which would mean people are probably trying to shout to stop the wolves from attacking but there are just too many wolves Karen
1: too many wolves too many wolves i'm trying to think if i should add another modifier to make you add another one Ooh. no nah, i think i'll leave that one yeah i'll, leave do, I'll one? do i'll do a i'll try to i'll get a serious one for my next one so i reckon you do a you do one i'll do a serious one then you do a serious one that we try to make a game that would sell
0: okay cool all right i like it um all right well i'm gonna go with
1: i think because someone's the other person will obviously fuck it up but that's fine gonna
0: happen Uh, I'm gonna go with Arcade Racer yep with a subversive post game okay some would say I'm trying to self-sabotage myself here
1: yeah let's
0: see (laughs) there's one that I want I've got justifications for it.
1: <laughs> of how I want it to play out. Oh, This is a tricky one for me to try to screw up on you, Joel, because I feel like most of these would be good for a driving game. Or, like, they're things that you'd be like, fuck yeah, put that in my driving game. Yeah, Karen, you know I like stupid shit, so
0: that's the thing. <laughs> like, most of these I'm okay with. And I feel like Brendan has chosen most of these with that in mind so
1: <laughs> let's see so your your arcade racer yeah subversive post game yep features features a character who is in handcuffs the whole game
0: <laughs>
1: I like it I like it you gotta drive with
0: your with your knees not safe you gonna drive with your knees that's fine.
1: Don't don't recommend it. Don't do
0: it. And the the ending like the subversive ending is the fact that Uh I'm trying to think of a really good twist here. Is that <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah! uh no. Is that uh you were actually like a cop all along and you've oh, been handcuffed and you, the person you're chasing is the person who put you in the handcuffs and they've got the key. So you've got so, to get it back.
1: All right. So hang on. That's, that's fine and all that, but how, how do you get the key back? If you're your handcuffs driving a car, how are you getting out of a car?
0: Burnout three style. You fucking oh, run okay, off the take road. Down. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And in the process, you try and knock your door off so you can just sort of step out. You know, so that's, that's like the,
1: the, that's the tactical element. You've got to sort of exactly. try to get your door off as you're chasing him and then it run him have, off a road.
0: It doesn't have to be the door. It just has to be part of the car that well, makes it able for you to get out of the car. The door car.
1: makes the most sense. and then you could The probably... door makes the most
0: sense, but you get the less points for that.
1: Oh, okay. That'd
0: if be you take creative. the roof off, if you, if, you, if you do enough that you take the roof off, it's more points. Doubles your multiplier. <laughs> I'm starting to develop this game in my head.
1: This, this is like a game jam game, <laughs> ready do to I, go. Do you yeah. want to add any other modifiers or should I do my second one? Uh I I think I'm, gonna, I'm good. I'm going to leave it. Okay. Her. All right, so try to make a game that a genuine game that I want to believe in before you come in and ruin it with another modifier. <laughs> How about Mm. Grand strategy, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and the modify is ah. <sighs> what have I done? Based on historical events. All right. Let's see what you do. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, grand strategy. It makes sense. You know, they sell those games and they're good. Yeah. For what are you going to do?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, as much as I'd like to dip back into the, there are too many wolves (laughs) pot. It's a well that has no bottom. (laughs) It just, it just fits everything so perfectly. Um, Hmm. So, is that is a that grand strategy based on historical events? Yep. That's um, also a harem anime.
1: God. There we go. That's it.
0: <laughs> there goes historical
1: events. <laughs> now it's no, a harem anime. It's, just, it's just
0: told through a really interesting so, lens. That's Okay, all. so
1: it's. Historically accurate, but framed as a harem anime.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's layers to it, Karin.
1: <laughs> God, imagine... <laughs> and, like, because it's a strategy game, you would only really see it in, like, if it had, like, Civ-esque conversations with, like, oh, leaders my... and stuff. God, yes. <laughs> For the sake of oh. our listeners, I mean, I'm I'm sure most know... But just in case, should we clarify what a harem anime is? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, I'm, boy. Trying to, I'm trying to find a good definition. A of good, it. yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. All right, I found one on Wikipedia. Definitive division. So, a harem in anime and manga is an emphasis on polygamous or love triangle relationships, characterized by a protagonist surrounded amorously by three or more members of either the same and slash or opposing gender sex and or love interests so there you Mm -hmm. go that's gonna be my historically accurate grand strategy game
0: just getting into a sexy love triangle with gandhi
1: I've, I've, i've played civ i know what gandhi's really after He's nuke fucking button. nukes. He wants
0: nukes. <laughs> yeah. Wants to hit that, and nuke he bomb. will stop at nothing to get to that. That's a good um, point, actually.
1: He's gonna yeah. seduce
0: the hell out of you. Exactly. See, and you'll never see it
1: coming. Thanks, 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 doing that to my uh, Grand Strategy game, Joel. I appreciate it. That's
0: no problem. No, I really think it's going to be a, a worthwhile investment and a, and a worthwhile addition to the game. I think it's going to it's going to fly up the shelves,
1: <laughs> the digital shelves. It can be called Age of Polygamy.
0: Age of polygamy. Yes. Yes. That is, my,
1: that is points there. My bonus points for naming it?
0: Uh, yep. No, I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Something, something that's... Uh, something that could work... Now, I feel like this would sell in this day and age. I feel like this would sell. Okay, all right. All right, what do you got? Because based on, like, just curiosity's sake alone. All right. We're going to have an immersive first-person sim narrated by Jeff Goldblum.
1: Oh, man. See? So like so is it so it's just someone like living their everyday life and it's narrated by Jeff Goldblum. Well, it,
0: well, it could be anything like so uh, an and Mercy first person sim. So it could be like, say, Bioshock.
1: So yeah, I'm, so like Bioshock Deus Ex <laughs> Prey. It's but, uh, no
0: okay. It's it's Deus Ex, but narrated by Jeff Goldblum.
1: As a as a game that I think would sell exactly.
0: Yep. You know? Hmm. There's also DLC, I know this is out of, the, out of, the, out of the, the running of the game, but there's also DLC that adds in a pack that uh, every time you do something, every time you level up, you get Owen Wilson saying, wow.
1: Oh, God.
0: Okay. That, so, yeah.
1: That's a thing that can be added to this as a modifier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh. Okay. So it's an immersive first-person sim narrated by Jeff Goldblum. It's funny because I think that Jeff Goblin thing is meant to be the per- the thing the other person adds.
0: <laughs> Kyron, you know I'm a wild card.
1: Yeah, I'm a maverick
0: true. when it comes to game design. It's, I mean, just look at Jetpack Cat. Just look at <laughs> historical grand strategy, harem anime. I mean, it's, I just, oh. I believe in my projects. That's why it's.
1: Immersive first-person sim, narrated by Jeff Goldblum, that also has... Deep economic management. (laughs) Narrated by Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Yes! Sitting down doing your paperwork, Jeff Goldblum's just rattling off words to you.
0: This is like some ASMR shit. Like... (laughs) Some people are going to use this as therapy, like, is to, to to get to sleep at night. They're going to play this game. It's going to be an educational... It's going to be a... a like a... a uh, Like a sleeping aid of sorts. It's going to be...
1: I'll be honest, with A lifestyle aid. I was... So close. So close to just... I don't, I don't know how it's going to work, but I was so close to picking. Wolves are helpful, but there are none. <laughs>
0: it's just... But Jeff Goldblum just... like narrating the fact that your character can't find wolves, <laughs> and he really needs and, them, and you're endlessly searching for them. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I, I love this game, and That's I mean really... my Jeff, uh, this this beautiful Jeff Goldblum narrated masterpiece. I love my game, but I also love this game that has come up with, and I feel like we should come back to this. Um. In the weeks to come.
1: There's a lot of fun to be had here.
0: Oh, yeah. And, Brendan, if you want to add more to that, um, feel free because we will accept that. <laughs> um, this might even be a great one when we have, like, guests on the show. I think That's if we true. have guests on the show, we should pull this get This is a, This is something we pull out. We make it a thing now. So anytime we have a, a special guest on the show, I think we'll pull this game out again. And they get, and to, they get to pick a genre
1: it. and a modifier, and then we both pick a modifier each.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. Sounds this good. This is good. This is good. It's going to be a thing. Um, but thank but, you very much, Brennan.
1: So it's one a wonderful game. Remind everyone to keep an eye out for the pre-order page for age of polygamy. on <laughs> What's
0: the pre-order bonuses?
1: What do I get? Oh, you don't want to
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: right. I don't.
0: Tell me <laughs> um, all right. I think that's about it for us though. Kyren. I think that's an episode
1: it sure is Joel it sure is an episode Mm, oh boy oh boy Uh, as Um, always we want to thank you for reaching this point because you've listened to us waffle on about news and make stupid games and me finally openly saying to everyone who listens to the podcast that I want to get May out of Overwatch yep It's, it's something I say frequently to Joel and my other friends in Overwatch but I'm glad that you all know how I feel about May now it's good to have it off my chest yep yeah, we've certainly heard it. Yes, quite a few times. <laughs> uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter and you can like us on Facebook, where we are just dialogue options. Uh, if you've got any questions or games like Brennan gave us here, or even just like game actual video games you think we should play or things we should discuss, feel free to like contact us on either of those accounts, or you can email us where we are options at gmail.com uh, of course, it is also worth saying that any podcast platform or whatever you listen to us on, give us a thumbs up or a share or a, a scrubble or some stars,
0: scrabble, scrabble, or leave a review as well. Would yes, that'd be great, guys. As well, it'd be great. Yeah, some it feedback. It helps a lot as well.
1: We're... Share us around. We we love to be shared. Much like if you pick up Age of Polygamy, as,
0: as... <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs>
1: Please don't call this, this podcast that, Joel. It would be a bad idea. Oh. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah. Don't like, do like it. Like, as much as I would love to, it's not worth <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that we appreciate anything you can do to help us out with that. Uh, if you don't want to follow us it. individually on social media, you can find me on Twitter, at limitmanx. where you know what, Joel? I'm getting really excited for just an episode of Dragon Ball Super this weekend, purely because... It's going to be hype. And also because there was a stupid week break. And it's just, if it had just been the week after, it would have been like, oh, cool. Dragon Ball Super. But I had to wedge a week off in there. And I know I've got like three episodes left for the the next, like, maybe the next month is spread out. And I'm just like, cool. That's fine. But like, this next episode is going to be super cool. Hopefully they're hyping in it. And I want to believe, but apart from that, not a lot else is going on on Twitter. Also, we didn't even mention it in the news stories, but I did tweet about Outlast 1 is on Switch, Joel. Are you going to pick it up? Yeah. No. Yeah. Outlast no. 2 is coming out soon as well. You can always try that. No. No, I'm good. I'm fine. I watched okay.
0: Get Out last night. That was, uh, it was not that scary, but it's, it's good. <laughs> but I watched some sort of horror movie, Karen. Are you proud of me? You're getting
1: there. Yeah, We'll have, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll have you playing Outlast two in no time at all. To be fair, <sighs> nah, did you? Was Soma a plus game at some point? No, it was Amnesia, wasn't it? It was Amnesia. Damn. If if Soma goes up on sale, pick it up because it's got its monster free like mode now, and that just yeah. Frictional's yeah. worlds are interesting, and I recommend it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by that.
1: I'll have to uh, see. Where can I find you on Twitter?
0: Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where I haven't really been tweeting much. Um, I, yeah. I so think I tweeted tweet, about man. finally watching the end of... Uh, yeah, no, I didn't actually. I, I, t- I tweeted about saying I got home from work and Impulse bought a ticket to see Alex Leahy. So, you know, basically a good day. That was, tw- that was the last tweet that I posted. Um, and it was a good day. I had a good day at work and I went and bought a ticket that night. I've been listening to a lot of Alex Leahy and... Tickets were like 30 bucks, and I was like, fuck it, let's go. So, yay. Good, good times. news. Yeah. Was a good day.
1: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it for me. Uh, well, as always, we'll have a wonderful theme song by Zua Flux Strike Witches, Get Bitches, Take Us Out. Yes. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>